the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Friday. I'm happy. It's going to be cold tomorrow. Before warn, freeze warning tonight. In Cabot tonight, the low will be about 20 degrees. Going to get chilly. If you haven't changed, uh, you know, added some, uh, get your antifreeze where it should be. Haven't put in some of that non-freezable windshield washer, do it. Because it's going to get cold and it's going to stay that way most of the evening and a good portion of tomorrow morning so you have been warned warned all right so matt's sitting here in the uh, studio with me i was telling him that i thought that the girl in the spider's web is about about 85 that's about a b plus i thought it was a good movie enjoyed it enjoyed it a lot because i like those movies i've seen the swedish trilogy when they did the movies over in sweden uh and that was with uh, what, naomi rapist is that how she pronounces her last name ah your guess is as good as anyway mine. and she that naomi girl you know yeah, the one. she's good boy she was good in those movies and then of course uh mara came back here in america with james bond and did one and now it's uh the lady from uh, the Queen, Claire, the Crown, the Crown. Is it Claire Foy? Is that her name? Yep, she's good in it too. I kind of was a little. It kept me from giving it into the nineties. Is that they've calmed her character down a little bit? Yeah, they needed, Elizabeth. Yeah. They they brought her down a little bit. Yeah, not as many piercings and things of that nature like. In the the, the the Swedish movie and the Swedish movies and the 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 last one that was done, right? But what they've done, if they they try to kind of mainstream her a little bit, because they've got, I bet you, several more movies planned for her to do that part. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. And if it has box office, you know, they'll want to kick out a couple more. And I would imagine they're looking for a good international payday for the film. Yeah, I'm you sure know. they're good at it, too. Yeah, and that's one of the one of the new ones this week. You know, we got three new titles this week uh, in Cabot, Cersei, and Hot Springs, and also at Riverdale. You're course, a bad uh, one, Mr. Grinch. Grinch is out today. And, of course, uh, Overlord and then The Girl in the Spider's Web, all new today. Matt, this is the first time they've redone The Grinch, the last time with jim carrey yes this time with cumberbach yes cumberbach has got the vocal capabilities of uh of course frankenstein you know what i'm talking about. karloff who did yeah. the grinch the first time and I, i'm going to go see it just because having that kind of delivery will make that movie fantastic absolutely i agree I mean, he's got the voice. Karloff had that voice. Cumberbox got that voice. Vincent Price had that voice. That uh, 
you identify it immediately. It's, yes. It, it, it's, the delivery is fantastic, and it just kind of flows over you. And people love the sound of their voices. So I can't wait. You know, Price and Karloff, it was, and, and now Cumberbach, their, their English is perfect. You know what I'm talking about? When their, their, their pronunciation, their articulation is perfect. Just like in The Hobbit, Cumberbach played the dragon. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. And you're looking at me kind of going, no. Dave, most people don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's all right. <clears throat> well, let me tell you. What we got coming up Tuesday night, the Maltese Falcon. Yes. From you 1941. Go see it. Tickets are slow right now, and I don't understand you people. Somebody told me that, I, that we showed this about eight years ago. I don't remember showing it. Do you? Yeah, we played it before. Oh, did we really? Yeah, it's been a while. Thought I didn't think I should have played a different movie than I thought I was playing a, a Bogart movie nobody had ever seen on the big screen, and I was wrong. The Maltese Falcon, 1941. Okay. Tuesday night. Yep. 7 p.m., the Riverdale yes. 10. I'll be sitting there with my popcorn. I'm going to sit there and watch the whole movie. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Be yep. sure to get your advance ticket. Don't stumble in there and get a bad seat or no seat. Riverdale10.com, Maltese Falcon, 1941. Humphrey Bogart, 7 p.m., Tuesday night. Also playing at the Riverdale 10 this weekend. Remember, that's Riverdale10.com. Right. Go to that website. Download the free theater group mobile app. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like our Facebook page and sign up for events. It's all there at Riverdale10.com. Full food menu. Check out all the food we got for sale right there on the website. Just click menu. Serving over 40 different beers, 10 different wines. Riverdale10.com. Uh, today and Saturday and Sunday this weekend, we've got 11 a.m. showtimes. New this week, The Grinch. Also new this week, Overlord. And also new this week, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Good movie. We're also showing brand new this week exclusively, Beautiful Boy. And exclusive this week to the Riverdale 10 with Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me from Fox Searchlight Pictures? All right. Riverdale10.com. That's what's new. Now we're holding over Bohemian Rhapsody. Nobody's fool. Mamma mia, mamma mia. A Star Wars, a Star is born. Nutcracker and the Four Realms. First Man and Robert Redford in the Old Man in the Gun. Riverdale10.com. So go check that out. Exclusive showings of Can You Ever Forgive Me and Beautiful Boy. And of course, uh, starting on the 16th, we'll have Boy Erased. And that's exclusive for us from Focus Features. Also on the 16th, Widows. Also on the 16th, Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. And also on the 16th, Fantastic Beasts, the new one. Riverdale10.com for more information. All right. Can you ever forgive me? Is this a dramatic turn? Yeah, she does a great job in it. You've got today's Democrat Gazette somewhere around here, I believe. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and it's in my office right It now. got a great review today. Did it really? Philip Martin the Democrat Gazette. Yes, it's, it's one of the better roles of her entire career. That's funny because comedians are like that. You put them in a serious a role, job. and it's really amazing what they can do sometimes. She has done a good job with the film. There's no doubt about it. You know, now, Jim Carrey, on the other hand, has not done that yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, to get that I in don't there. know. The Truman Show? No. I don't know. 
See, for instance, I still to this day believe that Bill Murray did a great job in the razor's edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he did really well with that. And then come, he came back years later, and uh, what was the one that he was the uh, aging celebrity over in Japan? Lost in Translation. Great movie. And really good. The, the other one about the flowers was a really Broken good Broken flowers. I mean, he... He had proved he has proven his range now. Yes, uh, as far as that goes, so it's good stuff. But again, for you who here's what I if you want to watch somebody and see a fantastic actress at work, go see uh, First Man and watch uh, uh, Claire in that playing the wife of uh, of course the first man that walked on the moon. Watch uh, watch how she acts in that, and then walk out of that movie and go see the girl in the spider's web and see if she even comes off as the same actress. You can catch both at Riverdale10.com. I know. That's what I'm telling them to Check do. Check it out. You can go see First Man at 645, and you catch the girl in the spider's web at 930. There you go. I'm just telling you, it's a <laughs> <clears throat> you're going to mm-hmm. go, wow, that's... You talk about playing a part like in First Man and then turn around and play the part in The Girl in the Spider's Web and listen to her accent. She's English, all right? And in This Girl in the Spider's Web, she sounds Swedish. And in uh, First Man, it's pure Americana. It's amazing. She's an amazing actress. She really is. Does a great job. She should get an Academy Award nomination for something this year i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah be a tough really race. good be, be a very, tough very race good. we got time to touch base on one more yeah go ahead okay if you're down south in a big city of hot springs <laughs> look going to hot springs hot cinema. springs vip cinema okay. eight vip cinema the hot springs eight <laughs> vip cinema now we have started our new construction and our goal is to have the uh, new screens open by may uh showing this week in hot springs the grinch the girl in the spider's web Nutcracker and the Four Realms, Bohemian Rhapsody, good movie. Nobody's Fool. That's HotspringsVIP.com. Advanced tickets always on sale there. Of course, we have the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Got those at Riverdale Ten as well, and in Cabot as well. Over twenty different beers, eight different wines, full food menu, click menu right there at HotspringsVIP.com for that full menu. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like. The Facebook page, sign up for events, download the free theater group mobile app. 11 a.m. showtimes, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week in Hot Springs at Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema. The 2019 theater group free popcorn tub is on sale. Went on sale today. You buy the 2019 free popcorn tub. It's good in Cabot, Searcy, Hot Springs, and Riverdale, all four locations. 200 ounces of popcorn. All popcorn free on Wednesdays, unlimited refills, and refills for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. Make sure you pick up the 2018 Theater Group Inc. free popcorn tub. And, of course, gift cards are always on sale on our website. You can get a virtual gift card, send it to anybody, and they're on sale at the theater. Hot Springs, 8VIPCinema.com. New parking lot, all new expanded remodeled restrooms, all new carpet, all new drapes, new screens with stadium seating and recliners, all coming to Hot Springs. Be open by May. <laughs> You're going to walk in and go, smell the newness. There you go. There I'm you just go. saying, that's what you're going to get. All right, we'll be back. We'll talk about more. Matt Smith is here. 
until 3.30. We'll talk about more of the movies that are playing this weekend. The Grinch, The Girl in the Spider's Web, and Overlord, all uh, two of those movies rated R. The Grinch is rated PG. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to go see Overlord at 7.15 at the Cabot VIP Cinema. Hope to see you there. All right, let's continue here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, I, I just misspoke myself during uh-huh. the break. It was the uh, governor's race mm-hmm. that the uh, uh, Gillum mm-hmm. looks like he's going to unconcede the race in Florida. Nelson didn't concede in Florida on the Senate race, and that that's getting about as thin as it can get in the same way out in Arizona right now. Between so, McSally and Cinema. So the Florida Senate race and the Florida governor's race is still up for grabs. Yep. And the Georgia governor's race is still up for grabs. Right. And the Senate race in Arizona still up for grabs. Wow. It's amazing. Until every vote is counted or or one of the people gets far enough ahead that you know you got 100,000 Ballots haven't been caught in somebody and counted, and, and somebody's up by 103,000 votes or something. They said it doesn't matter. You don't have hmm. to count the rest of those votes. So anyway, really? that's where we're at right now. Really? Yep. That's what's going down. But somebody was suing somebody over some fraud in a couple of counties and all this. There's right? some real question marks right now in Florida on the Senate race for about just outright fraud that's going on not hanging chads but actual fraud you know like they're finding boxes of ballots in school rooms Mm -hmm. that didn't have machines in them you know what i'm saying really yep well yeah of course none of that happens right right the democrats have convinced us of that if you listen to cnn you know (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as verdict fraud. Uh, no. We're a bunch of idiots here in Arkansas. We Absolutely. won't make people have a photo ID before they vote. I mean, we're just a bunch of backwood hillbilly retards if we're doing it. We're just stupid. <laughs> over Dummies in Arkansas going to require ID to vote. I mean, we're just ignorant. I just got to say. That's how dumb we are. We passed that. You how, know. how does, like in Arizona, how does 160,000 ballots just suddenly appear but you had them done up ahead of time yeah i'm just yeah, <laughs> that's I guess what so. they did man okay I mean, it's amazing I mean, I mean think about it right they 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 filled those ballots out and boxed them up and took them over and dropped them off man that's just i mean really that's crazy. what they did man that's what they did yeah I think, how you gonna find those ballots already they weren't in the mail okay so how you gonna find those ballots in that box at that school day of that morning yeah well they, they were already there they found a hundred and sixty thousand. Come on, man! Absentee ballots in Arizona. Yeah. Somebody, please. Yeah. Wake me up and tell me that's not voter fraud happening. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I, I, I see the stuff on social media and I see the stuff on cable news and all this, you know. And so, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the CNN people and that whole crew. All right, so. Let's just say you convince me Trump's a bomb. Let's just because that's your whole argument. Trump, Trump's a bomb. Trump's a bad guy. Trump's a bomb. 
you know, Trump beats his wife, kicks his dog, he's an a-hole, he's a racist, whatever he is, right? Right. He's all those things Trump and more. Is, Trump is just, uh, according to this, according to CNN, them, he is. Exactly right, right. He beats his dog, beats his wife, kicks his kids, he's mean to cats. And if he says he, he hates he small children. If he says he didn't do any of those yeah. things, just say, when did you stop? He hates small children, right? <laughs> you know, he just he's an a-hole, he's horrible, right? Right. Let's say I buy into all that, right? Let's say that, that I believe that that's true. Okay, so now I don't want Trump to be friends with my son. I don't want him to date my daughter. I'm not going to invite him over to barbecue at my house. I don't want to drink a cold beer with him if I drink, but I don't. I don't want to have a cup of coffee with Trump. I don't want to hang out with him. I don't want Trump to be my friend. All right. Because I believe everything that they say on CNN and everything Nancy Pelosi says, right? Yes, I'm, I, believe, I believe. I'm just saying. I, okay. So, I, I'm a religious so now, believer okay. in Don Lemon. Okay, so oh, that dude is way out there, bro. He's like way out there. Yeah, okay. Is. All right. Anyway, let's we've say got I the largest group of racists gathered together in Central Arkansas, right here That's in right. these two rooms. That's right, that. right, because we voted for that voter ID. But anyway, yeah. anyway, let's say I buy into all that. Right? Okay, I believe all that about Trump. So now I know I don't want to eat lunch with him. I don't want to golf with him. I don't want to play cards with him. Can't hang out with him. He's a bad bum. I don't want to be in the same room with him. He can't be friends with my son. Can't date my daughter. He's a punk. All right. Let's say I believe all that. Right? Yes. Now that we've established that, that's not why I voted for him. I don't want to be friends with him. I don't want to hang out with him. I want him to run the government right. Yeah. Right? Like, like you know, I like my dentist. My dentist does a good job with my teeth, right? I don't know if he beats his wife or not. Don't care. <laughs> okay? Don't care. Right. The guy that works on my car, my mechanic, he may be cruel to his dogs and cats, but I don't care. Okay? Right? I don't care if my cardiologist, you know, is a punk or is a bum i don't even care if my cardiologist what his personal beliefs are i don't know he could have a hood at home in his closet i have no idea you just want to know that he can fix your heart right right i'm not right i'm not voting on whether i want somebody to be my friend or even if i agree with them on personal personal values or anything i just want to do their job man i just want to do their job that's it i'm not going to my dentist based on his moral beliefs so yeah, yeah i just want him to fix my teeth man right. so uh, that's what i don't get personally if trump's a punk okay whatever but he's good for business he's good for the economy he's good for america the stock market's up unemployment's down taxes have been cut we've deregulated we're producing more oil now than russia or saudi arabia we're exporting gas to poland and the ukraine so they can stop getting it from russia the economy's on fire. Everybody I know is hiring. Everybody I know is working. All my employees got more money in their pocket now than they had in their pocket three years ago. So, so you know, all this other stuff doesn't matter to me. And if I'm going to go with Pelosi, not to say that I wouldn't, okay, not to say that I wouldn't. I'm open to all people with ideas, right? Give me an idea that's better. What you got? You got free college and free medical care? You want both? Who's going to pay for it? I mean, give me an idea that's better than what I'm getting right now. I don't hear no ideas. All I hear is punk punk Trump and Trump is a POS and all this stuff, right? Okay. but He's but, running the country pretty good. But, right, <laughs> but everything else, right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not out there voting for somebody to be my friend. Right, I'm not trying to sit next to the dude in the church church pew. I'm not going to church yeah. with the guy. He's not my pastor. Right, right. So all that other doesn't make any sense to me. But that's all they harp on, man. They got no ideas. They got nothing. They got no new policies. Right. And I got to vote my conscience. I mean, I went to that voting booth 
There's a couple of people I couldn't vote for, man. Like, you know, like like our land commissioner, man. I mean, our land commissioner went out there and bought that boat with taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. He had to buy that boat, man. He could have got the Game and Fish Commission to take him over. He could have rented a boat. He had not spent all that money to buy a boat for him to tool around in. So I couldn't vote for our land commissioner. Okay, okay. I couldn't do it. Arkansas, our land commissioner. He's now Secretary of State. I couldn't vote for the guy. I did. I couldn't, okay, because I'm like, (laughs) man, you shouldn't have bought that vote. I don't like wasting taxpayer money. Also, I could not hold my nose and vote for the Democrats. I voted for the Libertarian, okay? Well, for governor? No, his opponent. He had a Libertarian opponent. I couldn't vote for him. Mark West. Couldn't vote for him. Okay. And then you got our, our state treasurer who, you know, got the lawsuit going because he mouthed off at somebody in the office, and then he spent taxpayer money to defend on that lawsuit. Okay, you're talking about Dennis Milligan. I can't get behind that either. I mean, first of all, you shouldn't have shot your mouth off like that at work. It's not, it's not like he was hanging out with your buddies on the golf course. He was at home around your swimming pool. He was barbecuing out somewhere. Hold your thought. <laughs> you're, you're on fire. Hold your thought. I'm thoughts. just saying. Here's the news. Hey, listen, if you like to use your hands, you like to work outdoors, I've got the perfect place for you to put your resume in at, and you may make up to $20 an hour, and that's over at PI Roofing. They're expanding and have been expanding now for several months. They're still looking for people to come join their business help them expand even more because they're getting a lot of contracts and they need you if you're looking to work. PI Roofing and Home Solutions has career opportunities in commercial, residential, and their division services, all right, commercial and uh, residential roofing. You can make a difference in your own career by uh, hooking your wagon to the folks at PI Roofing. Send your resume to piroofing.com. That's piroofing.com or 501-707-3551. And that will get you in uh, to be uh, looked at and you get you get a little bit of a test and you may be working for PI Roofing, which is one of the best roofing companies here in central Arkansas. You could be making 20 bucks an hour. That's a pretty good jack if you ask me for working here. Uh, in many uh, areas in Arkansas. Keep that in mind. All right, Dave Ellswick's show. Matt Smith is here. He's on fire today, and you know what that means. Man. Yeah, man. The man is saying what he feels. I'm just saying. What he believes, and that's fine. Look, this is this is the difference in my show and a lot of other people's show. They're, they'll try to knock somebody down that tells me they voted differently to me. I don't. I, I, that's everybody's right. I just, I had... I, I, I had to go. I had to vote for the casinos, man. Now, I had to do now, it. Now, if he said it. if he said he had, had voted it. for every Democrat on the ticket, he may not have been on next week. I'm on the wrong. I'd been on the wrong show. I'd have been on the wrong show, man. I would have had to been with Don Lemon. I couldn't be with you. <laughs> if you voted for every Democrat out there, you'd be Don Lemon on acid. I'm just saying. That guy is crazy. Every white man is a racist in his view. Well, I. I mean, I figure they're probably right. Trump's probably a jerk. Trump's probably a pompous bum. I think but, the best description but, I heard of him was okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Was from Manchin. Okay, go ahead. Now, after Manchin won the the uh, senatorial race okay, in West okay. Virginia again, he said dealing with Trump was like dealing with a junkyard dog. And you guess what? I agree with that because I 
I went to school with a bunch of guys that came from Jersey and came from right. around New York City. Right, okay. And they're tough, outspoken, uh, in-your-face kind of people. That's true, yeah. And that's, that's what they are. And what's a junkyard dog do? Most people, when you talk a junkyard dog, that's a dog that prowls the junkyard looking for somebody stupid enough to come into the junkyard to mess around with stuff that's not theirs. That's true. All right, so I'm with I'm with the president, man. I like that whole America first thing. Yeah, I'm a nationalist too, in the sense of what the dictionary says, not in the sense of what the the left has tried to make it mean. That it means you're some kind of Nazi or something. Nationalism but right. says you believe in your country. Well, well, you, right. I, I I thought you had to be either a nationalist or a globalist, and I like how that was explained, but. You know they've taken it in a weird direction. Yeah, I they do, the, the right, left does right. what the left always does. They right. redefine words. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Pro 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 choice. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Yeah, pro choice. Yeah, that's, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. that, that's what that's what they do yeah. semantically. And then they, what do they, what do they change the you know you you, you whack grandma because you think she's old? What do they change that to? I'm trying to remember. Mercy now. killing. Yeah, yeah, or how's or that one for youth, you? Yeah, or or what, euthanasia, uh, euthanasia, or something. I mean, I, I don't. And know. That's mercy yeah. killing too. Well, what is it that they? Yeah. What was it that that doctor said to us on the air one time? And I got real quiet, and then I asked them to repeat it, Russ. When the the child was, they were doing an abortion, and oh. the child was born alive. Oh yeah, uh, man. Oh. Compassion oh. care was oh. that what they yeah, called yeah, it when was, they that, put a yeah, blanket was, over yeah, them that, and then sit them over yeah, the side and let them die? That was horrible. Yeah, compassion no, that was care. Horrible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, that's that, that, the that, left. Yeah. That's that's the left I've come to love and adore. Yeah, and, and but Not you know, <laughs> if you give somebody the death penalty, it's still called the death penalty. Yeah. That's that mercy killing, as far as I'm concerned, well, too, for yeah, people get, who are, I'm just saying, you know, that don't want to they kill They hadn't her. changed the term. Passing around. The it's place. still the yeah. death penalty, it's right? It's still called the death penalty, okay. yeah. Because they wanted to sound mean and, I, and ugly. Yeah, I just, you know, I, 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 I had to vote for the casinos anyway. I got to go to something lighter. <laughs> I can't even stay there. It's, it's bringing me down. <laughs> it's bringing yeah. me down, man. It's depressing me. That's I got to move off that. Don't get depressed. Let me move to the casinos. Let's talk about I had to vote great for the casinos. smelling popcorn I had to vote for the theaters. Casinos. Okay. I know you vote against casinos. I had to vote for them. I'm, and let me explain. It's I not, know. I it know. It was not because I'm against gambling. Right. If people want to gamble, I have, look, I'd be happy if they said we want to have casino gambling like they have it in Vegas. I'd vote yep. it. Boom. Just like that. People want it, then we should be able to have it. I could not, in good conscience, allow the Constitution of the state of Arkansas to have a racetrack in it as a monopoly. Right, right, right. That I get was that. my problem. Well, my fear was if we don't go and get on board with these casinos, we're still not going to have them. You know, well, and, I, I don't disagree with right. that. And, and I mean, I really think West Memphis and Pine Bluff need it. I mean, Hot Springs is a successful town, but... West Memphis and Pine Bluff, they they need some some stimulus down there. Anything will help those guys out. And I, I'm glad for Pine Bluff and West Memphis. Well, maybe to get all it. the all the dog racing enthusiasts in Florida will come to Arkansas now. I don't know. You know, they made dog racing illegal in Florida. The Greyhound tracks had to close. They're going to have to close. Wow, now. I didn't know that. Yep. I'm just hoping some people that are going to Tunica would instead go to West Memphis. You know that because that, they'd the rather hope. euthanation, uh, you know, take and, and kill. And kill the greyhounds instead of letting them run. Man. I'm just saying. Mm. That's what's going to happen to them. Man. 
I didn't know that. I, I, want, I, I, I wonder, everybody who voted they to clo- get rid of Greyhound Racing in Florida has to adopt I mean, a like, Greyhound. when does that take effect? Has it happened already? It, first beginning of the year, I'm sure. Oh, then close those tracks, huh? Yeah. Mm. How many jobs does that get rid of? I don't know. I don't know how many tracks were down there. I mean, it, it, has, it has lost its popularity. It's not like horse racing, that's for sure. So. No. That's true. That's true. I have not mm-hmm. gone to to West Memphis. I've been thinking about going over there just to go for watching the dogs run to see what it's like. Well, they've Never got. Seen it. I mean, they've got some good restaurants in that in in there now. They mm-hmm. got a Sammy Hagar's um, Beach Bar in there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cool. They got a good steakhouse in there. You know, I mean, I don't gamble, right? Uh, but I stop by for the food. I like the food. You're like me. I get better things to do with my money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get. <laughs> I, I don't buy lottery tickets, for example. But I'm, I'm glad we have one. I'm not against it, right? See, I and mean, I, that's a perfect example. Twice I voted against the lottery because remember it was always like one guy who was going oh, yeah, to run it. Yeah, yeah. And I voted against that yeah. when they finally said we want to have a, a lottery, and uh, you know. X amount of dollars would go to college yes, scholarships. Yes, yes. The lieutenant governor did a good job with that. You know? they, they did. And, 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 but, I mean, I don't, I don't buy a lot of tickets. I'm glad we got one. I'm not going to the casino to gamble. I'm glad we're getting casinos here because the people that want to gamble are going to Oklahoma. They're going to Shreveport. They're going to Tunica. I want Arkansas to spend their gambling money in Arkansas if they choose to gamble. What I like about the casinos is entertainment. They do bring in some good live bands, some good live music. They do bring in some good comedians. And they've always got some good restaurants. You know, I mean... Yeah, do you know why exactly. I go to Vegas? I go to Vegas for the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. I go to absolutely. Vegas for the show. So I'm, I'm glad that passed. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we got the voter ID too. I think that's. I think that's. That, yeah. I think that's great. We need that for sure. So I can tell you, the last the last two times I've been in Vegas, mm-hmm. I haven't even dropped a quarter in any of the slot right? machines. I haven't well, done anything. I've gone the entertainment to, to so see good. The, the shows. World class, global. You know what I always in entertainment. go see. I always go see the Blue Man Group when I go to Vegas. They're good. They're good. I, they make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. They're just so outrageously funny. And uh, the last time I was in Vegas, it's been a few years now, it was to go see uh, Phantom of the Opera because they had it there for, what, about five years, and every yeah, night was Phantom of the Opera night. It was good stuff. I okay. love that show. Okay. It's a good show. All right, take another quick break, and then we'll come back because we went long on the last one. You know, it only happens one time. I want you to remember this one time. Only 90 people will be able to see it. And that's uh, you're invited to a special one-time screening of the documentary film, The Tax Train is Coming. Government officials, economists, financial experts going to spill the beans for you. You got to know that, you know, you've been working all your life. You've been putting money away. Now you're getting close to your retirement and you go, I can't wait. Well, neither can the federal government because, man, you're going to pay much higher taxes in retirement with that IRA, the 401K, and the Social Security benefits. Plus, they want you to understand it's a critical time for you to take action so that uh, you won't be just left with a a fraction of your retirement savings. So uh, Mission is Free. It's hosted by David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. If you've saved $500,000 for retirement, you need to call to reserve your free ticket right now at 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. Let me just tell you, you got a 401k? Have you planned if it's just a regular 401k, not a Roth? A Roth, you're paying the taxes up front. And then you put your money in there, and then when you take it out, you don't pay taxes on it. 
But let's say you uh, you didn't do that. You just got a regular five hundred one k. Every time you made it, make a dis, uh, you know, get your money out. Let's say you take a hundred thousand dollars out. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of it belongs to the federal government or the state government. Twenty five percent. Think about that. Need to make some changes. Protect your money. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're down to about nine minutes left, cool. and then we'll give you some news, and then we'll come back. We haven't talked about Cersei or Hot Springs yet. Cabot. Well, or Cabot. Cabot and Cersei yet, so we got to do that, let you know what's playing. Let me just give you my personal endorsement of some of the movies I think you should go see. Tuesday, for instance, you should be out at my classic movie, uh, 7 o'clock showing of the Maltese Falcon from 1941 with uh, Humphrey Bogart. You should not in Sydney Green Street. If you ever heard somebody says, yes, that's the things that dreams are made of, it came, that statement came from that movie. That's that, that's a great line in there. It's a great, Falcon. great movie. So I'm going to highly, highly recommend it to you. Uh, other new movies, I haven't seen The Grinch, but because Cumberbach is doing The Voice, I'm going to go see it this weekend, probably get, get to see it Sunday night. Uh, tonight I'm going to see Overlord. This movie, people look at me when I'm nuts when I tell them this. This movie has what I want in a movie. Just This is my inner geek talking. It's a World War II movie, first of all. I love World War II movies. I grew up learning about World War II. My father fought with Patton in World War II. He was in the Battle of the Bulge in war, World War II. I've never been to Europe to see all the great historical markers and and things and museums about World War II. I've never been to Normandy, but this is about Operation Over- Overlord, which was, the, of course, what we know as D-Day. And it's about a group of parachuters who parachute behind the enemy lines, and they are supposed to take out a radio tower on top of a church. And they get to the church, and not only do they find Nazis— they were expecting to find Nazis. But then they got the next great evil that's coming. They find zombies. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. That's my internal my internal geek goes nuts at that. World War II movie with a Nazi and a zombie twist. That's that's not bad. So I'm I'm seeing that tonight. I think it's seven fifteen tonight over at the Silver Screen uh, uh, VIP Cinema, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I got my tickets already. I saw the girl in the Spider's Web last night. If you like uh, the uh, you know Elizabeth uh, movies from the girl uh, in, with the dragon tattoo and the girl who kicked the hornet's nest and all the rest of them you're going to love this movie as well it's a lot of fun a little bit more calm calm down on the main character but that's okay it's still a great movie i haven't seen can you ever forgive me over riverdale or beautiful boy i've seen bohemian rhapsody it's an excellent biopic it's a great biopic if you like uh, queen's music you're going to love the movie uh, a Star is Born is a good movie. It's, um, you know, it's a typical cry fest at the end for the women, but the bottom line, That's it's, a wonderful it's motion pretty picture. good. It's pretty good. First Man, they took something absolutely extraordinary, you know, with the first man who walked on the moon, 
and took it and made it kind of boring, to be honest with you. But at my age, since I was a teenager when it happened, it's kind of great to hear all of those great heroic names again that, you know, from the uh, the Mercury and the Gemini and the Apollo programs at the beginning of the space race uh, to leading into the uh, space shuttle. Uh, it's great to hear those names again and Ed Black and all the rest of them and, and the sacrifices that they did. And to be honest, how scary it was for those guys at times because they were up there, like uh, David Bowie said, here I am floating around the world in a tin can. And it's really crazy stuff when you start thinking about what they did. And uh, the movie made me proud again. Nice. About what we did. I mean, I looked when they did the scene where he gets out of the, the, space, the space lander and, and makes that little hop down to the moon's sur- surface. I leaned over to my wife and I said, that makes, still makes me proud. It was a big, big moment. Well, you know, there's in two American history. There's two kinds of, of nations in the world: those that have been to the moon and those, those that, that haven't. haven't. That's exactly right. And there's been only one nation there, and the greatest nation on earth. I'm just telling you. Not according to Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, the well, moon landing was faked. Yeah, probably. Nancy thinks. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, <laughs> when we come back with uh, with Matt, we're going to talk about the movies that are playing at the other theaters, so that you can get out and see it. Go see a movie this weekend. There's just so many good ones. Uh, if you live in the same town I do, Cabot, there's three or four movies that are out there that you can go see that you'll have a good time and go and see them. Just bottom line. All right. We got time to talk about them. We'll come back into the break. We're going to talk back after we come back out of the news. Oh, here's the other thing. Yeah. When you get there, I will promise you this. If you're going to the 7 o'clock showing, when you walk in the door, the smell of fresh popcorn is going to assail you. You're going to look like one of those cartoon characters where you got the, the smell and it looks like a woman's hand and it's just beckoning you in through the door. Get the 2019 <laughs> free popcorn bucket. I got one of those. 2019 free popcorn bucket. Okay, now that's the new popcorn the new one. bucket. We're I got the old one. Oh, 2018. Today. 2019 is on sale now. Okay, how much? Uh, It's 15 bucks. It's good for today through the end of the year. All right. Next I year. Love them. Next year. Yeah. 12, Next 31, year. and 19. Yeah. Free popcorn on Wednesday. I got to buy me a new one. Refills for four bucks, 200 ounces. How they look this? What's the new one red. look like? It's red? Red. All right. I got to yeah. get one. Well, it was blue. Now it's red. Yeah. 2019. Okay. Changing them up, baby. Picking that up tonight. Now, the 2018 runs until the end of this year. I understand that, but I. But I if you get to 2019, to the end of next year, I'm, I'm wanting to 14 have months. Got to have it. Because I, I got this one. Good at all four I've locations. I already told my wife, make sure you bring the bucket. Get it all four locations. Because you get refills with the bucket. Cabot, Cersei, Little Rock, like Hot that. Springs. And when I... Theater Group 2019, what, free popcorn bucket. I went over to BJ's today and had lunch, and I had... Look the, out. I had the fried cat. I had the fried catfish. Oh, man. I had some broccoli casserole. Oh, man. I had some sliced tomatoes. Oh, man. And on, to top it all off, I had a piece of pecan pie. Man, now I'm hungry. There you go. Oh, that pecan pie. And I was full. Uh, Do it like the old lady said over there. It's not pecan pie, brother. It is Cairo nut pie. Yeah, Cairo nut pie. It was was so good. It was excellent. That pie, though. That pie, though. And I won't, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still stuffed. Now I'm hungry. 
I'm going to get to the theater and still be stuff, and I'll be telling myself, man, eh, I don't think I want pop- But that pie. I don't want popcorn. I don't want yeah, popcorn. Yeah, they had that pie, though. And then I'll open the doors up, and that oh. smell oh, will that popcorn's like dessert. You can't go <laughs> not eat it, man. You and got I, to eat I, it. Uh, I got to have it. <laughs> got to eat it. Get me a Diet Coke and get me the biggest and hit amount the table. of pocket. And hit the table with yep. all the free butter you want and yep. all eight popcorn salt flavors. flavors. Load it up. It's great. All right. We'll be back. Let's have the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're still working on a recall. Count. Doesn't count anymore. We're sitting here talking about. We got nine days. In Florida. Nine days. They must have, if there is a mandatory recount, mm-hmm. it must be done mm-hmm. by November 18th. Mm-hmm. So must, by law. Mm-hmm. So we got nine days. They better, nine days. Nine you know, the days. Democrats down the, there better figure out how to get those additional ballots to, that they filled out. To try to get the, <laughs> the count. box of ballots that suddenly turned up. to say that. I know I'm laughing, but it, it it's. Florida is as bad as what Chicago used to be. I'm just telling you, if we didn't we didn't spawn the statement up there in Northwest Indiana and in Chicago, vote early and vote often because it wasn't true. I heard a great joke the other day. You know, my dad, you know, voted, you know, for all Democrats this year. Yeah, I bet. He's so mad that he's spinning in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you just got to grow up with that kind of graph to understand that it. they try to stop it. It's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. They're able to get around it. And the reason why is when they catch somebody, they don't do anything serious to them. They start mm-hmm. putting some people's butts in jail for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. It'll change. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't just shoot them, so you'd have to incarcerate yeah, yeah, them. You'd have to incarcerate them. Yeah. You can't, can't get the death penalty for, uh, you know, <laughs> screwing up the ballots. But the, A you box should, you full of ballots go. out in the corner like that, that's, that's something. Well, man. yeah, when they found that's it in the clock, they found a box of ballots in Florida. I'm, I'm not kidding you. This was a story just, that just came out. Just, a box of ballots in – they're not going to count them, by the way. A box of ballots in Florida – in a classroom at a school that people didn't go to vote at, and it was in the back of a closet in that room. I wonder if they had students fill those ballots out. Yeah, that's a good, good question. I mean, somebody filled Scanner them out. up these first graders and tell them what, cir- what to circle in. I, I just, just, man. They got to come up with some way of stealing at the election. No, that don't, those aren't going to count, folks. And how? And in Arizona, how can you come up with a hundred and sixty thousand absentee ballots that you didn't know exist existed until yesterday? Until it looked like the Republican was winning. Yeah, and then and they all didn't came, they suddenly and they them? all oh. came out of a county where it's highly Democratic. There's one hundred fifty thousand absentee ballots here. Yeah, unbelievable. It's only one hundred seventy-two thousand people in the county. <laughs> All right. Everybody else everybody else was out of town that week. They had to mail it in. It's only 12,000 people in the county at home. Okay, so if you're going out to eat tonight uh, in Cabot, and you, you're thinking about heading over to U.S. Pizza, or maybe you're going to hit up to the steakhouse out there, or you go to my favorite restaurant uh, there in uh, Cabot, Nauru's. I love eating at Nauru. Or you could just eat at the movie theater. Yeah, or you can eat at the movie theater, or you can eat at Tokyo House. All right. 
Because last time I knew you guys didn't have a grill with a guy that can catch eggs in their hat. We don't have that yet. <laughs> we're waiting on them to vote Lone Oak County wet. Yeah, there and we're you gonna go. put that in the lobby. There we go. I like that. I I'd be all about that. With that said, let's look at what's playing at uh, Cal, uh, the Cabot VIP Cinema and playing up in Searcy VIP Cinema as well. So hit us on the website, CabotVIPCinema.com. Now be sure to check out the full food menu right there on the website. We've got that 2019 free popcorn tub on sale today. You buy the popcorn tub, you get free popcorn every Wednesday from now until the end of 2019. It's good for the next 14 months. And you get $4 refills on that 200-ounce popcorn tub on Thursdays through Tuesdays. But free popcorn unlimited amounts on wednesday get the 2019 free popcorn tub you can use it in cabot cersei hot springs and little rock of course we got gift cards for sale you buy those gift cards you can buy a virtual gift card online send it to anybody you want you can get a gift card at the theater and if you buy that gift card in cabot you can use it in cabot cersei hot springs or little rock be sure to check out the menu cabot vip buy your advanced tickets right there on the website too we've got the electric leather luxury recliners with tables and reserved seating the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. And we got a full food menu, including fresh made-to-order food, chicken tenders, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, French fries, State Fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, handcrafted made-to-order fresh pizza, key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, of course, candy, popcorn, nachos, hot dogs, Bavarian pretzels, four cheese mozzarella cheese sticks, toasted raviolis, of course, we got soda and frozen cokes all right there. Hit the menu at CabotVIPCinema.com. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week, we're showing movies at 11 a.m. So you can come out for early show times. And, of course, we're showing movies at 2, 4, 7, and 9. New this week, The Grinch. Also new today, Overlord. Also new today, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Held oh, over. That's a good movie. Go see it. Held over by popular demand. Disney's Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Bohemian Rhapsody, Halloween, A Star is Born, Venom, and Nobody's Fool. CabotVIPCinema.com. Get your gift cards right there. Go online. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like the Facebook page and follow us on events. Download the free Theater Group, Inc. mobile app. CabotVIPCinema.com. Starting Friday the 16th, Widows, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grimmauld, and Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. All of those start on Friday the 16th. Starting on Wednesday, November 21st, Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's Wreck-It Ralph 2, Robin Hood, and Creed 2. All of those starting on the 21st. Tickets are already on sale. CabotVIPCinema.com. Be sure to buy your tickets in advance so your seat is reserved. Be sure to get to the theater early. There will be lines during Thanksgiving break. And the 16th through the 25th, that entire Thanksgiving break will be open seven days a week with 11 a.m. matinee showtimes, as well as our 2, 4, 7, and 9 o'clock showtimes at the Cabot VIP Cinema. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Dave's hometown. He's there at least once a week. Maybe even more. There you go. Now. Three times this weekend. If you're a little further north and you're up there in my man Kyle Reeves area kyle reeves for mayor yeah cersei arkansas if you look at as you're watching he's a republican look over to the left on the on the uh, facebook live and we've got his sign here in the studio where we're, we're pu- pulling for him he's in the runoff That's kyle for mayor. reeves kyle reeves for mayor 
He's a Republican. Searcy, Arkansas. Vote for Kyle. December 4th is the runoff election. Be for sure you change. vote. You're up there in Searcy. Vote for Kyle Reeves. Uh, also running for city council there in Searcy, and they're in a runoff, is Danny Bennett. He's going for the city council. So there's only two runoffs in Searcy on December 4th. One city council seat. Vote Bennett. Vote Danny Bennett for Searcy City Council December 4th. And for mayor, vote Kyle Reeves. That's He's a Republican. Right. Absolutely. It's time for change. Get some new people in there. Kyle Reeves has never been the mayor before. Brand new mayor for Searcy. And Danny Bennett's never been on the city council. Both small business owners. We've got to support small businessmen. Danny Bennett's owned a business area in Searcy since 1985. So December 4th, vote Danny Bennett. Searcy City Council, vote Kyle Reeves for mayor. And our current mayor in Cabot, by the way, doing an outstandingly fine job. He's in a runoff. Current Cabot mayor. December 4th, you can vote for him. I think he's done a mighty fine job. It's all happening. Mighty fine job. I don't get to vote for mayor in Cabot because the subdivision I lived in, they couldn't uh, suck us up. So I'm just part of the county. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, did they try to annex you guys that didn't go through, or well, have they just not I, tried to annex you Here's the story I've been told. Okay. The gentleman who built the uh, subdivision, mm-hmm. Wildwood, that mm-hmm. I live in. Wildwood? Okay. Yep, refused to let them annex him. So Cabot comes sweeps up the hill there mm-hmm. from uh, Greystone. Okay. Goes around my subdivision. No. And continues no. Cabot. Yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Man, you guys ought to get together and get annexed in, man. It's going to happen. If they're on all The people sides, that are in that neighborhood don't want to be annexed. Really? They don't want to be annexed. Well, you had it in front of you. I couldn't remember who was running there in Cabot against the current mayor, but... <coughs> well, was it Gillum that was the lady that was running? No, she's not in a runoff. I know she's that. She's not in a runoff. Yeah, she did which, run. Dude. There was like four people running. Me. There was like four people running. Uh, the but, guy that I think is an insurance agent uh-huh. that's got, it looks like three boys married... Uh-huh. Uh, his his slogan is uh-huh. a mayor who will listen and i was like eh, that doesn't resonate with me and with siebert it was uh continuing forward and i'm and i'm about that because the lady You're talking about our current mayor and Ken. yeah yeah the we need la- both that guy yeah the lady that was uh He's was good. running was like let's go back to the old days I don't know nothing about the other two candidates. All I'm saying is Cabot has been doing well with our current mayor, and you can vote for our current mayor on December 4th there in Cabot. And when I say our current mayor, it's because I own a business there. I don't live there. Um, But he's done a great job. We got the the freeway interchanges going in. I mean, he's doing good on that. He's trying to get the infrastructure up and running. Yeah, he actually got another interchange for us off of 67. Badly needed. one of the bigger cities right there. I mean, BB has like six. Badly needed. We had two. Badly needed. Yeah. He's got that going. I think he's doing a great job. He needs to be reelected December 4th. Get out there and vote for that. And uh, where I can vote on December 4th is for Little Rock Mayor. Man, you're down to Baker, Curris, and Scott. I got to vote for Baker. Which you can bake, vote for Baker? I voted for Baker the first time around. Okay. So I got to vote for Baker again. I mean, dude's Harvard educated, and I like what he's saying about the budget. I like I like what he's saying about law enforcement. I like the fact he wants to get in there and do that budget where you know it's got the transparency, which is what I liked about Kyle Reeves. If if you try to dig into that budget there in Cersei, they just got big blocks. It doesn't really tell you where the money's actually going. It just says like Parks and Recs gets this. 
Well, it doesn't actually spell out how that money's being spent. I don't like that. I like Kyle Reeves' idea, and I like Baker's idea when it comes to the Cersei mayor and the Little Rock mayor with Baker on getting the budget line by line on where that money's going. I like that. I like Baker's law enforcement ideas. I like what Baker said to say. I got to go with Baker for Little Rock. Got um, to. I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch it. I predicted that Baker and Scott would be the the two standing right, for the okay. runoff. Okay. You know, I think it's going to be razor thin between the two. Oh, of them. really? Yeah. I, I I just wonder. I mean, I just wonder how many people are going to bother to show back up on the fourth. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's the key. I know. I know. I What's know. What's the turnout? Huh? Well, yeah. how, how's, I, how's the turnout? I like Saban personally. I thought he was a cool guy. But uh, if, if 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 Baker had been running, he'd have got my vote. For for Saban, if yeah. I if I lived in this area, here's all I gotta say: issue three. That's all I needed. Not What's to issue vote three? For him. What's that? Well, when he was a state representative, he and John Wood, who's going to be going, has gone to prison for eighteen years now. Oh, that dude! They wrote up issue that three, dude. which said that uh, hey, look, this is going to ish, uh, institute term limits, and say we already had term limits. It was a lie. And then it also came up with uh, how to give the legislators uh, their own new pay raise and all the rest of the stuff. It was a, it was everything but what they said it was, which was it was about it was an ethics bill. Well, in 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 truth, now Saban and getting in legal trouble. That Woods guy's getting locked up. Was he stole like millions of bucks? Man. No, but he millions. should be in. Saban should ne- never be elected again. That's a trouble. You think he so? Should be in. He's that bad of a legislator. You think so? Yes. You don't think Woods got in there and padded that? Because that's what I heard. Woods padded in that special stuff. No, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that. That's here, what I heard. Here's what I know. Okay. Okay. It was the biggest bunch of crap that ever got on and the And it's ballot. still on the books. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know all that. That's how. That's how. But you know, I out. don't do politics full time like I you, know. brother. I'm like yeah. a part time on the politics. I'm like a junkyard dog. <laughs> I got. I'm quitting early today, I'm gonna guys. Start, I'm going to start. I'm saying I'm in a the junkyard towel. dog. I would wear that like a I'm badge. quitting, man. I'm, just I'm throwing in the towel early today. <laughs> all right. I can't hang with this guy. <laughs> Twenty minutes after three. Let me remind you about applied research and what they've got going on. They still have their clinical research studies. It explores the safety and effectiveness of investigational drugs. Now, these are drugs that have been given the green light for this final test that will either make them or break them. If they uh, do what they say they do, uh, they'll go be marketed, you know, OTC or whatever. And, uh, you know, they'll be out there for you to be able to take to help your medical conditions. If they don't make those tests, uh, then they will not be. And they need people like you uh, to be involved in these tests to make sure these drugs do what they say they do. To qualify, you need to just go to the website, arcarkansas.com. You'll see all these different studies they got right now. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten that they have happening. Uh, do the drop down uh, menu. And it'll tell you everything that you need to qualify for to be able to get into one of these tests. You will be uh, compensated for those tests as well. ARCArkansas.com or call them 501-954-7822. Let's talk about Searcy. Let's head up Highway 67 North and... Just before you get up there, now is Bald Knob after after Cersei? After. Okay. You, you leave Cersei, go to Bald Knob, then get over to Augusta to get to a liquor store. No, I go to Bald Knob to get good Cajun food. 
That's all. You know, that's what some, people have get, to do. Get me some gator up there. You know, because the white can is dry. Yeah, they are. All Unfortunately, right. go ahead. I tried to vote in that casino across the street from Harding University, but <laughs> I went on the ballot anywhere. I just hey, wrote it in. Don't get upset. With I just him. wrote it in. He used to attend Harding University. Just wrote it in. I just I, and then I, he showed up on campus. They called him to the the provost provost. Uh, office and said son we don't know if you fit here or not get a haircut and a real job <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> moving on all right hit us on the website cersecinema.com that's cersecinema.com and we got two o'clock afternoon matinee show times friday saturday and sunday this weekend be sure to check out the grinch also showing overlord the girl in the spider's web bohemian rhapsody nutcracker in the four realms goosebumps 2 venom Nobody's Fool, and Halloween. Check out CerseiCinema.com. Buy your advanced tickets right there. Click on Menu to check out that full food menu, including Nathan's Hot Dogs, Bavarian Pretzels, State Fair Corn Dogs, White Castle Cheeseburger Sliders, French Fries, Toasted White Avioli, Mozzarella Cheese Sticks, Fresh Made-to-Order Handcrafted Pizza, of course, Icy's, Soda, Bottled Water, Nachos, Pie, Ice Cream, about 20 flavors of candy. Pick up that 2019 free popcorn tub. It's here, 200 ounces, free popcorn on Wednesdays. Refills for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. The 2019 free popcorn tub is here. Good now through the end of 2019, 14 months to use that. Pick up. Uh, uh, Tim Lem is sitting here. Tim, you need to get one of those popcorn tubs, brother. That sounds amazing. Oh, it sounds great. like a great deal. It, it, it's a beyond a great deal. It's a fantastic deal. Okay, go ahead. Hit the hit the table there for unlimited free butter and eight different flavors of salt, so make sure you stop by the table there, the butter table, and load yourself up. CerseiCinema.com. Now, uh, next Friday, we'll have Widows. We'll have uh, Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg, and of course, we will have um, the new Fantastic Beasts film. All three of those start on the 16th. On the 21st, we'll have Robin Hood, Creed, and Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. So be looking forward to all of those films. I am looking forward to Creed 2. Now, for people who don't know what this movie's about, he and Creed, of course, Rocky is his trainer. He's doing the Burgess Meredith thing right now. So here's the key. He is training him to fight Drago's son. son. Yeah. And uh, Dolph Lundgren is also in the movie. It, I, it's going to be good. I just tell you, it's going to be good. Go ahead. Hit us at CerseiCinema.com. And, uh, you know, we got gift cards for sale at the movie theater and for sale online. You can send a virtual gift card to anyone you want to. Just go to the website, CerseiCinema.com. You buy the uh, gift card, it's good at Cersei Cabot, Little Rock, and Hot Springs. And, of course, the 2019 free popcorn bucket is also good at all four locations. Go to the website, CerseiCinema.com. Uh, the link there to like us on Facebook and follow our events. Download the free theater group mobile app for your phone. And, of course, sign up for the email newsletter, CerseiCinema.com. You can catch us on Little Rock at Riverdale10.com. And, of course, we are CabotVIPCinema.com and HotSpringsVIP.com. There you go. I'm just telling you, it's a great weekend to go see a movie. The Girl in the Spider's Web, fantastic. I, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say Overlord is good. It's a J.J. Abrams production. It should be very entertaining. The Grinch is going to be good. How can you have, uh, you know, the Kumbacher on there and not have that voice be great for the Grinch? Bohemian Rhapsody, I've seen it. It's good. Go enjoy a movie this weekend. 
Matt, thanks for coming in. Always Thank a pleasure. You. We'll see you at the movies. All right. We won't see you for a couple of weeks now. Well, I think, uh, let's see, you're out next week. Yeah. And I'm out the following week. We're both out the following week. Okay. You're out for, or you're out next week for, uh, no, wait, you're no, going to be here next I'm week, I'm here aren't you? next week. Okay. I'll be out the next two weeks after that. Okay. I will be here next week. There you go. I won't be here Thanksgiving of the week after. All right. All right. We're back. The Geek Squad is coming in now for 90 minutes. The squad today is a little bit thinner than normal. I've got uh, Dr. Tim Lim sitting here, and Mark uh, Pellegrini's coming. He is, yeah, He'll in a few be minutes. be here in about 15 minutes. I want to talk to him about this influx, this, this rebirth of horror uh, at the cinema and how well it is done. There's, there's one movie this year that didn't do well that I thought would do well, and it didn't. Uh, I'll wait till it comes. I didn't get out to get a chance to see it. I'll wait till it shows up on Redbox, and then I'll rent it and watch it. It was the one about the theme park. I didn't know about that one. I, I thought that was going to do really well, and it did not. It just, you know, maybe people remember the some of the really terrible theme kind of, uh, you know, theme park movies, mm-hmm. you know, the haunted house and stuff on the theme park and how bad they were. The last really good one I saw was, what was it called, New Kids? Was that the one that uh, had, um, what's his name that plays the lone survivor? What's that guy's Mark name? Mark Wahlberg? Not Wahlberg, no. Who's the guy that plays the the, the survivor guy? He played Bradley uh, Co- Jack Bauer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like the bad kid in the movie. Okay. He was a rich kid, and they were terrorizing these new kids, and they worked at the uh, the, the fun park. Hmm. And uh, it was great. It was so much fun. And uh, since that time, not so many good movies. Because that's the perfect location to have a great kind of slasher horror film. Yeah. You'd think there'd be more of those movies. You would think so. But there, and the slasher genre has kind of uh, backed off, although Halloween may have brought may bring them back. Did you go see it? I did. I saw it with Mark. What did you think? So I liked it. Uh, Mark, you'll, he'll give you his opinion. He has a very um, academic, analytical opinion yeah, on it. That's, but that's not how you go watch a Halloween. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, it, it, it fulfilled what it needed to. I was entertained. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I was telling him, I have seen at least two or three of those movies, but not enough to remember. And so I watched it pretty cold going in. And then um, I asked him how he liked it. And he said, there are a lot of, basically, it was just nothing but a collection of Easter eggs put together. Oh, it was. Yeah. And so I said, well, for me, I can't really opine based on that because I don't, I'm not that familiar with the lore. And I said, I can just judge it on its face. And I thought it, it did what it needed to. I mean, when they were fighting it out, out at Laurie Stroud's house, I mean, there everything that showed up in that fight mm-hmm. was from the first movie i didn't know that yeah, yeah. i mean the, the slatted closet doors and all of that was all there in fact there was a hat on the wall that was from the first movie and uh when uh he uh, showed up at the top of the stairwell when they were in the safe room and all, it all elicited and took you right back to the first movie but i thought that that's what they wanted to do because the first meeting, this was supposed to be the last meeting mm-hmm. between these two, you know, huge characters for Halloween. So, yeah, Mark and I can have a really good discussion about that. Yeah, when he gets here, we'll him jibber-jabber and a little bit. And by the way, there will be 
spoilers. Another. <laughs> there will be another Halloween movie. Yeah. After you make over two hundred million dollars, you're going to have a sequel. Yeah, and I was I was surprised at who so lived and didn't die. I'm just telling you. And another character didn't die. Who I was shocked because I thought that they would basically um, kill them so that they can just end that character arc. But it looks yeah. like they're going to keep that going. Which character? Jamie Lee Curtis. No. Yeah, yeah she's going to be around. She may be back for another. I don't know. I don't know if Jamie Lee Curtis wants to do that role again. Well, so uh, this is a really good point. So the movie is called Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Yep. A, there's no sequel attached to it. It's basically like a soft reboot, and yep. it you know for people like me who aren't that familiar to invested in it, you, it's easy to keep track of it uh, from the get go. You don't really have to know the backstory of any of these characters. No, so because they drop anything that you saw happen in the all the Halloween movies after the first one is if they didn't exist, right? Yeah. So, I mean, as a person who kind of walks into this cold or like a viewer who might be younger, this might be their entryway into that franchise. Uh, We'll just have to see if it has legs for its sequels. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think Mark told me that apparently um, this is not really the first time that they've done something like this. Essentially, they did it with um, the Halloween movie that Rob Zombie directed. They did it with a couple of the sequels where they kind of retconned his origin. So he said that in the history of the franchise, it's not necessarily breaking new ground, but I mean, it is introducing it to a whole Here's generation of people. They went back and retreaded the original ground completely mm-hmm. in this one. Zombie didn't. Zombie made it, of course, immersively gory that's mm-hmm. exactly what he's known for so he did what he's no known for his newest movie that he's filming right now evidently uh he is saying is going to be much more online uh with the movie where they what was this what was the last uh, next to last one that he did uh he had host of salem house of a thousand corpses no no the one it was after that the one where they that they act, the devil's rejects yes now, I'm going to tell you what, that movie, that was a perfect grindhouse movie from the 70s. And I haven't that's seen what, it. <laughs> that's what he was shooting for. I mean, uh, like the, the, the homage that they did for Chainsaw Gang Massacre when the guy was chasing, uh, I think it's Cartwright. Uh, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy yeah. Cartwright. Uh-huh. And he had another person's face over his face. Over his face <laughs> like a mask. Oh my god! was just like out of uh, you know, like Leatherface. Yeah. That's what Leatherface wore with somebody else's face on his mm-hmm. his head, and, it, and they were chasing him. And then, but I won't tell you that. You got to watch them. that movie. Is hardcore Grindhouse. I'm just going to tell you that mm-hmm. it is hardcore Grindhouse. I liked it a lot. Well. After I watched House of a Thousand Corpses, I mean, I honestly, I couldn't stomach the movie. Uh, yeah, go, watch Devil's Rejects. Okay. I, seriously, if you're a fan of, are you a fan house of the, a, a fan person of the Grindhouse type movies that they did back it, in the 70s and early in 80s? small increments. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe it isn't. Yeah. I bet bit. you Mark would have a great time talking to me about Grindhouse. Maybe. Uh, we'll see when he gets here. Well, I and I wish that Matt was still here because I still think we're going to be able to pull off for next Halloween the show I spit on your grave the original mm-hmm. the, the that is a per a, that that is I hold that up as the perfect Grindhouse movie okay because Grindhouse movies were made to be there he is come on Mark come on in here. Let's let's talk because we. I just talking to Tim about 
grindhouse movies of the 70s and how grindhouse movies of the 70s were the perfect horror movies, I believe. He's, he have, was, I told, have I told you? Have you heard what I'm going to try to show next year in Halloween? Yes. Is it Last House on the Left? No. No, I is spit it on, I spit your on your grave? grave. Okay, I figure it was Which one I of those. hold yeah. up as the greatest Grindhouse movie ever made. Well, so my, my difference opinion, I think the ultimate like Grindhouse movie, the sleaziest, you know, crummiest movie they ever made is. Um, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that one is, is brutal, unpleasant. It, it's everything. When you go to a grindhouse movie, you should walk out just feeling gritty and dirty. sticky and dirty and un, and unhappy with yourself that you went to go see it. But I, you know, I I spit on your grave, and I'm going to see if we can't get the main actress here because she's from Pine Bluff. Oh wow. So that'd be kind of cool if she could come and talk about the making of that movie because <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that was. That's the perfect movie for hashtag Me Too. Oh, it, it, they would! I can't believe they even made a remake of that one a few years ago. I think that and it movie was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that they even tried to do it, and you know, this this era when everything is verboten is uh, yeah <laughs> admirable in its own right, even if the movie was bad. And that's what he—he's <laughs> exactly right. They did everything in the first movie that revolted you because it's about rape. Oh yeah, it's about gang rape. In fact, and they don't pull any punches about it. No, I mean, and same thing with Last House on the Left. I mean, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre became a franchise, but it was a grindhouse movie when it came out, and it dealt with a lot of this, not rape, but just a lot of the most unpleasant, the, awful things you've watched. The last part of, uh, we were just talking about uh, grindhouse movies, and we were talking about Devil's Rejects, which ah. I think Zombie, that that movie was the perfect grindhouse movies of modern time of, as like an, an homage a throwback to that that genre i mean yep. grindhouse is almost a genre it's more like it was just a snapshot of cinematic history i mean you can't make a grindhouse movie today grindhouse is something very specific you can't and, do and it now uh-uh. sectioned off to an era but as an homage and um you know a a love letter to that era it was it was very good it's better than the movie grindhouse by tarantino that yes the, it was the, which the, was really the, striking to it, me yeah they were interesting if anything i felt the uh, the the two uh, grindhouse films, which are Death Proof and um, Planet something uh, Planet Planet Terror Planet Terror, Planet thank Terror, you, which was pretty um, good, which I like better than Death Proof. Me I kind of I kind of felt though that they they were a little trying too hard to to be faux grindhouse, where Devil's Rejects was a bit more authentic. Mm-hmm. And personally, I, I like um, the one before Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, as a movie. Yeah, I like, like that. that one a bit more. It's it's a very good Halloween time movie. I love watching it that that time. But um, it's almost like it's a different genre or subgenre genre than uh, Devil's Rejects was. Devil's Rejects, I was talking to him about this. i got to take a break, but the part where, I don't know which character it is, but he's got, I think it's Courtright's husband's face. That's the f- I knew you were going to mention that and one. And he puts it on his face and yep. he's chasing her, <laughs> and I won't tell everybody what happens to her, but it just totally caught me off guard. <laughs> and I went, I sat there for a few minutes, and I went, that's grindhouse. It, it's it's absolutely uh, <laughs> degenerate and and as filthy as possible. Yeah, and it, but it does it in a way that's not so much um, like a, a wrong turn directed DVD sequel. You Thank know, you one of those much. kind of things. Yeah, yeah. or uh, what was it, all the death movies that they did uh, where the people death, would, death oh, no, faces uh, of death. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, the people the that were movie. able to to. Uh, 
you know, beat death and oh, death final came destination. Out of the yeah, final destination movie. I like those movies. On, it's funny. I mean, I like the Final Destination series on premise. I think the, the premise of it. The first two are oh, great. Yeah, and I mean, the last one they did. If you go back and watch it, there's a twist. You probably haven't seen it. I want to ruin it for anybody, but it's got a great twist at the end. I like them on premise, even if most of them aren't very good. But, I got to yeah. say, the, <laughs> the very first kills in the both of the first two movies. Were fantastic. The massacres, especially the yeah, second the, the one, the one, highway massacre is well, just yeah. Around. That first one though, the the, the burn, the plane the burning airplane, up, yeah. And then the second one when the the, the log comes through the windshield. <laughs> no, we oh, we go on road trips and that, that happens all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that that terrifies me. I mean, I just yeah. When you're driving behind the truck now, mm-hmm. especially around here when they're got you know they got the tree trucks hanging around <laughs> and speed bumps and, and, and potholes. Well, and you're driving along and. You're checking out the chains, you know. Yeah. Is that, that chain kind of shaking too much? Well, there's that part where when it happens, when someone's on a motorcycle and they're zipping in between lanes yeah. and waving through people, I'm like, I hope Final Destination 2 happens to that guy. <laughs> but when I'm driving behind one of those lumber trucks, I, like, hope, I hope it, it doesn't. doesn't happen to me. <laughs> Russ, do you, do you know what we're talking about in Final Destination 2? Unfortunately, I have not seen the movie, you. so I don't know the exact whole premise, but I do understand. Your mic wasn't on. Oh, you need me to turn that button. Yes, yeah, push sure. that button. Sorry, I was there recording stuff earlier. It's all right. I don't know. that I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen the trailers, <laughs> which give you so enough yeah. to understand it's what so happens. It's so good. It, between that and the, and the plate of glass. <laughs> oh yeah, that one was nasty. It was the, no, I think the most uncomfortable one in all those movies was the kid at the dentist's office oh, who um, accidentally gets too much nitrogen it. or oxygen or something, and it paralyzes him. And the little thing from the mobile falls into his mouth, and that was a fake out death that almost yeah. choked him. And then he gets killed yeah. when he leaves. Then he yeah. got the glass. Then he got the glass. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. They 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 yeah. they because they do that through the movie. You know, you think something's going to happen, and nothing happens, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, anyway, then they get hit by a truck or something. You we know, gotta right? come back, yeah. Mark. We gotta talk because I, I know I, I now want to talk to you about the new Halloween. I listened to you on the way here, and uh, I was uh, like, I was anxious to get here because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm told I'm looking up, and there was a sign of a breaking uh, mark, and, and if I don't break, he'll break my legs. And that's Russ. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. It's Dave Ellswick Show Geek Time. For uh, 14 years now, they saved me thousands of dollars the very first time I used them because. I was looking for the uh, like the power deal that when you get in the shower and you turn on the water, you know the water goes shh, comes on you. Well, there's a, a a power water regulator, and if it goes out, it just drips at you. It doesn't work real well. No water comes out of the faucets at all, almost. And I uh, had two other plumber uh, companies, which I'll not name, but they literally wanted to start digging up my front yard. To fix this, it would have been thousands of dollars. I called Aero Plumbing because at the time at the radio station I was working at, they were one of our advertisers. I said I should give them a try, so I called them. They came out. The guy said, "What's the problem again?" I said, "I have no power when I get in the shower," and he says, "No problem." Walked to the front of my house, reached down in front of my house, and pulled this thing out. He had to unscrew it. It goes back to his truck, and their trucks, they got all the necessary pieces, typically, for whatever they typically fix most of the time. Walks out, opens a box, takes a part out, walks over, and says, okay, try your your uh, shower. Less than 100 bucks to fix it and for them to come out. So I, I just tell you, let me just weigh this for you. Under $100, 
over $3,000. Who would you use from then on? Eh, rhetorical. Aero Plumbing, of course. Aeroplumbing.net, or just go Google Aero Plumbing. You'll find out uh, all the places to contact them at. All right, everybody is here. Tim, now you're not the real big horror fan, right? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm a, so Mark I'm a and I are both huge horror guys. <laughs> That's right. All right, do you like the, the 50 radioactive movies with the big bugs? Oh, yeah, the Atomic Age horror yeah, movies. Beginning of the oh, end yeah, and I mean, all that. I, I, so I recognize most of the oh, beginning of the end. That was the Grasshoppers, That was the right? Grasshoppers yes. with Peter Graves. Oh, man. So, well, I, I recognize most of those because that was the fodder for Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the 90s. Like Most of the yeah. movies are like, you know, um, the uh, the Colossal Man, things like that. That is yeah. a great War movie. Or the Colossal Beast. I like the sequel better because he had half his face blown off. Yeah, because <laughs> he took the bazooka shot yeah. to the eyeball in uh, the first one. <laughs> I mean, they're so, they're so goofy. I mean, like Tarantula. You know stuff like that. I love. I like those movies. I mean, as as silly which, as they are. Which, uh. which, what's so special about Tarantula? Who made his film debut? Oh, who made? Oh, he was a fighter pilot. Oh, he, it's not Audie Murphy. Clint Eastwood. Clint, he, I thought his no. His film debut was in um, uh, Return, Return of the, of the Creature. Creature. He yeah. was in that. That yeah. was his second movie. That really was the second one. Yeah. Oh, you schooled me. You nice. see him. You see him out in his uh, lab coat. Yeah, there. when he's talking yeah. about rats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. Okay, they, they all cut their teeth on that. I mean, my, I right. told you that my favorite horror movie was from 1957. It came from no. Oh. No, Steve McQueen's first movie, The Blob. The Blob. Yes, that's I still a say that's a great movie. It is, and the Criterion Collection would agree with you because that's where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched, I I watched it uh, a few weeks ago. It holds up. I still had nightmares. About it. <laughs> I, I guess it's because of how it f- affected me as a kid. But uh, I mean, that movie scared me as a kid because here you have a monster you can't hide from unless you can climb into the refrigerator. Oh, and I was really, really little. I was afraid it was going to come through the uh, the bathtub when I'm taking a bath. It come through the drain and get me. <laughs> no, it, it waited to do that to Kevin Dillon and the guy that was in the restaurant. Oh, in the in the remake. Yeah. Yes. That, so that was the version. Oh, that. The, so uh, as far as they're going to make remakes, it again, did you know? Yeah, that? but they're going to use CG and it's just not going to. Well, be, it won't be the have same. the same feel for it. I yeah, agree. we kind of got a preview of that because. I'm in that Goosebumps movie with Jack Black they made a couple years ago. They had a blob monster in that, and it was all done in CG. And like, ah, that's what it's going to look like in the remake. (laughs) What I liked in my favorite scene in the remake, which was done really good. What's her name? Um, The other one, the Scream Queens, is in that with Kevin Dillon. And I'm trying to think. Mm. She was in the Saw movies, a couple of them. Uh, Uh, I'll I'll figure it out. (laughs) I'll tell you next hour. But uh, the scene where the lady runs out, into the phone booth, and then the blob in case yes. and she can see all the dead bodies all the floating bodies around. Floating around, and that is nourish. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and then it's, it's like you think she might be able to pull it out, and all of a sudden the glass can't hold the the blob anymore. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. I love monster movies. I really do. I love them a lot. The, and the kid doesn't make it. One of the kids doesn't anyway. No. Which is no, it's one of those things where it's so rare in so movies you got to. That count. is the biggest. <laughs> argument going on about halloween did you know that tim about the, about the, the child that, about the baby oh the baby oh, yeah. that when he, he got has, done killing the woman yeah and he's walking out and, and he hears a baby, a baby crying and he, doesn't kill it. and he didn't go back and kill the she, baby he has a good explanation as to why why was that i don't recall i do you told you told me <laughs> what did i say his ex mark's explanation was uh, Michael Myers is the boogeyman. He yeah. only he yeah, only kills right. you if you fear him. A baby does not fear Michael Myers because it doesn't know him. 
Yeah, I, that's just a just in him. It's just that's he's ultimate evil. Mm-hmm. Loomis would have said he would have killed him. Yeah, well, it's kind of like in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six when Jason goes into the cabin with all the little kids there, and there's that one little girl who sees him, and Jason walks right up to him, and he gets distracted by the teenagers outside before he does anything. So mm-hmm. it always leaves that lingering question: like, would Jason have killed a kid or not? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of better to wonder about it. Because I'm think just about telling it. you, that's. That's kind of in the the horror Bible. We'll talk about it when we come back here in a moment. It's Dave Ellswick Show, Geek Time. Got another hour with that. Got questions? Call in 823-0965. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick. We got Mark here. Mark P. And we looked up something, and he didn't mention it during the, the, the uh, last segment. And good for him because it is not true. It's not. Oh, no, she did I not. Oh, I thought she'd won a, an Academy Award. No, it's all wrong. I she should have got. Because I was thinking, man, <laughs> I, she didn't win the three movies I know her best from are Halloween, Carrie, and uh, Rock and Roll High School mm. with the Ramones. And uh, yeah, I didn't remember. Well, that. it's, it's kind of like when you ask people what one movie of the year in nineteen seventy seven, and they say Star Wars. It's like nope. Annie Hall. <laughs> Annie Hall, yeah. Woody Allen. Mistakes happen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's other movies that should have won the Academy Award and didn't because other movies were out that year, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, 1935 is a perfect example where you had Gone with the Wind and you had Wizard of Oz and you had It's a Wonderful Life. Where, All they, those movies came out the same year. Really? 1935? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a huge year for movies. I mean, quality movies. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, you're going to be in Disney World, right? Yeah, for a week. Because uh, Tuesday, I'm showing uh, um, Maltese Falcon. Oh, good. Classic. With, uh, yeah. You, too bad you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. That's It's the thing that dreams are made of. <laughs> Sam Spade, classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. And, you know, I thought it was the first time I showed it, and um, I had a listener come up to me and say, i got to correct you about something. I said, well, he's just... You're saying this time is the first time you ever saw showed that movie. It's not. You showed it about nine years ago. <laughs> and I've only been showing classic movies for 40 years at the theaters, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, at, at theaters in the markets that I've been working in. Yeah. And, uh, but I couldn't remember showing it, and it was here in this market. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I asked uh, – mad about it he says yeah about nine years ago i think you showed it no oh man i got to show another different oh, humphrey bulgar movie so i missed uh when you showed horror of dracula i actually planned oh, to go see with, it but with i missed Christopher it Lee. yeah i wanted to see it on the big screen i don't bad. think there's anyone who's played dracula better than christopher uh, Lee. no and that, that's kind of a shame i i like the hammer dracula movies it's just absolutely so, they're great it's just so many of them they don't give christopher lee anything to do in them because he didn't yeah. like he didn't actually like playing dracula after the yeah. first two he didn't want to do any more yeah he, i forget which one it was that so, he only hissed and yeah he, so that was um uh, so he was in the first horror dracula <laughs> the second one brides of dracula didn't actually have dracula in it it was a van helsing movie with yeah. peter cushing who was fantastic the third one prince of darkness that was the one where he only hissed because he hated the script he so thought much. the script was so bad yeah. he would not repeat the lines that <laughs> is too good yeah it's funny what Ham- so the way hammer got him back for so many of those movies is they said like they guilted him they said chris you have to make these movies or we'll have to fire all of our carpenters and yeah. sound technicians i think Think of think of them. They have families to feed, and so he went and did those movies. Those were, that that very first one that he did was he and he and Peter Cushing uh, made like forty media, forty movies together. Oh, yeah. And but that when they 
did the Van Helsing Dracula thing. Oh, it's movie magic. It's they, fantastic. Yeah. So when I when fantastic. I if you look up honestly, I think if there's any justice in the universe, if you go to the Wikipedia article, the dictionary definition of dapper, you'll find a picture of uh, Peter Cushing yeah. dressed as Van Helsing from Horror Dracula. I mean, that is the definition of a a stiff upper lip British gentleman. Have you in ever seen that clothing. movie? No, I have not. <laughs> Dude, you have got to see that movie. I mean. Dracula's Risen from the Dead was good. Oh, and, yeah. And some other and, ones. Um, Taste the Blood of Dracula yeah. is a great one, too. That one's um, a proto-Hellraiser, uh, as far as the plot goes, about a bunch of people who uh, who want to... Uh, they're de- a cult of debauchery who want to try and, and find the next great exhilaration, so they, they raise the dead as Dan is Dracula. I love that one. But uh, the kill scene that uh, Van Helsing does with Dracula in the first movie is great. I mean, when they... There, I mean, it looks like Peter Cushing's. It's all over for him, and he reaches up and he pulls down a curtain, and the shaft of light comes through it, and it hits Dracula's hand, and it just and it's so graphic because before that, you know, dissolving, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, vampire deaths before that, you know, like House of Dracula, or they House just of They just kind of they would turn yeah. into a skeleton and they disappear. Yeah. This one, like yeah. he's he's just screaming and screaming as his flesh like burns off his body. Yeah. It's so great. It was really good. It was excellent. I love the ha- hammer. Had a special era in horror movies. Oh, we, absolutely. And as American international did. With what with they the Vincent did. Price Poe movies, yeah, oh, all the Poe yeah. movies they did. My favorite one still to this day is The Pit and the Pendulum. That's my favorite Vincent Price movie. I mean, I love um, the Abominable Doctor Fives, great movie. Those are good, but movies. I love Pit and the Pendulum even more. It has everything you could want from Vincent Price. It's got a spooky castle. It's got Vincent Price in kind of a dual role where he's a like a simpering, pathetic guy, but then he's also an evil, hissing madman. He gives that great speech when he has the the dude strapped to the the pendulum, yeah. you know, and he, he gives all these synonyms for hell, and it's just. It's so good. Have you ever seen Pit and the Pin? No. Oh, okay, yeah. well, they got him on this this table, the the good guys in the, on the table, and yeah. they got him strapped down, and you got this pendulum it's going. back and forth. And yeah. American did such a great job. American International did such a great job with the sound of the, oh, uh, this. the pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was great. It was a great movie. Those came out when I was a... A very young buck. I mean, what's amazing is they were Roger Corman movies, which are known for yeah. being as cheap as possible, yet the matte paintings in them were great. And he the sets spent were great. some money on yeah. those sets, man. And they, they look fantastic. And then they reused them. He got his money's worth yeah. that. Like, where did the, the Roger Corman castle shot originate from? Because that was in yeah. like 10 movies, and he got his money's worth out of that. Well, he got it out of <laughs> just out of redoing, uh, what was it, uh, The House of Usher. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. How yeah, many? Another great one. Yeah. Those movies. You don't get today because people would sit down and they speak proper English. They're almost yeah. like listening to a horror movie done in Shakespearean English, <laughs> you know, yeah. but they're good. I mean, there are people who uh, – they're, they're also, I guess, they're slow by today's standards. I mean, there are people who uh, who watched The Witch and said they didn't like it, not because it was slow, but because the old English was too confusing. Yeah. Like, well, you know, once you get into it, you, you can – if you don't understand the vocabulary, you can still understand the context, like watching a Shakespeare play. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching Tim today. He's saying – why did you even ask me to come here? No, I like these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark knows what I do. Like typically, like I, I like the storytelling aspect of it. So I'll read like the Wikipedia entry <laughs> yeah. because I like hearing like the gist of of the story. Um, I'm not more of I'm not really a visceral experiencer when it comes to horror. There were some really mm-hmm. good scenes in the latest Halloween because yes. I didn't think that they could elicit out of me from like the first movie the the tension. 
that I had watching well, the first movie. But yeah, so you, it you was guys there. on my drive up here, I heard you guys talking about my opinions, but now is my chance to yeah. actually express. <laughs> I my want opinion. to hear what so you got to say. I did like the new Halloween movie. My my major grievance with it though was an inconsistent tone. Like it didn't know how to blend horror and comedy together correctly. Well, and think so, about the two guys that wrote the script. Yeah, who are they? <laughs> well, well, first was Green, the kid from uh, here in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and he directed the movie. And yeah. then McBride. Oh, I mean, Eastbound and Down. How do you take the guy that writes the script for Eastbound and Down and put him in Halloween? I know, but so the, the big scene <laughs> now. now t- so Tim loves this scene. I liked it because I grew with him that it was very funny. I just felt it was completely out of place. It's the scene where the babysitter goes up into um, the kid's room, and the kid's saying, the boogeyman's in my closet, and it's being played tense. It's a spooky scene. She goes up to the door, tries to close the door to the closet, but something's stopping it. She opens the closet door. Michael Myers springs out of her. It's supposed to be a scary scene, and then it immediately cuts the little kid going, oh, damn, <laughs> and, and he runs away, runs out screaming, and it's played for laughs, and he passes the, the girl's boyfriend on the way out. He's like, don't go up there. He's going to kill you, and then he runs away, and the whole theater's laughing, yeah. and I'm like, I was laughing, too. I thought it was hilarious. It's I just like it. It, so it's at, There was a juncture in the script and direction. A point where the director said, well, I can either play this scene for laughs or, or I can play it for scares. And he chose laughs, but mm-hmm. he's making a horror movie. This isn't Scary Movie Five. This is this is a Halloween flick. Um, it just seemed off, it just seemed totally off base. But for a, it set yeah. up the perfect Easter egg for us later mm-hmm. when the sheriff shows up, comes up the stairs, goes into that room, and there's somebody sitting over there with a sheet over there. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, I mean, there, there I are lots of great, great Easter eggs in that one. I mean, so I was telling you, PJ Souls has a cameo as the voice yeah, of the teacher. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, and she also voiced the teacher talking about fate in the original as well as playing, you know, the, the girl who says, uh, do you like these? That, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a beer. Um, and then the, <laughs> the, the the masks from Halloween 3, the silver shamrock masks yeah. are in there. There's a They directly copy it, the tracking shot uh, from Halloween 2, where Michael Myers goes into the house and kills a lady making a sandwich. I mean, yep. the whole premise of the movie is basically calling a do-over in Halloween H2O. And there's the scene where the girl's in the in the bathroom stall. I mean, that was H2O. Wow. There's, there's was, all these. That was creepy. Yeah. And everything at the, um, where he goes to the service station and steals a jumpsuit, that was from Halloween 4. I mean, they, there's just Easter eggs. From the, it's a love letter to the whole franchise, which well, is very The nice. last <laughs> quarter of that movie, when they have the the big battle scene oh, yeah. in Laurie Stroud, is nothing more than Easter eggs everywhere it you is. turn. I mean, it everywhere is. you turn. The whole thing with the closet doors. I'm sitting there, and I looked at Linda, and I go, like the first movie <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's things where like you know she's she's built her entire house up to be this ultimate michael myers yes. killing machine and protective fortress but then she fills it with creepy mannequins yeah, you know? yeah. that was <laughs> like, kind of weird that was really kind of weird. Right, yeah I, I didn't understand that one did i mean you, she was using them for target it? yeah she was gonna she's using the mannequins for yeah. target practice in her backyard but leave them outside don't put them in a, an entire the creepy mannequin room you know down yeah. the hall from the bathroom <laughs> it was like yeah so i have this compound and it's it's fortified it's been that way for 20 years in case michael myers returns i'll use this upstairs part for storage (laughs) it's like yeah you didn't think that went through (laughs) i thought it was pretty good with the Mm. using the steel bars and all of that that was pretty interesting stuff that they did and i thought it was interesting going back to where they're at the filling station Mm. and uh first it's the first time i believe that they really showed how strong 
Michael Myers was. Oh, yeah. He grabs that guy. He beats him senseless. Oh, man. He's just throwing him back and forth like a <laughs> rag doll. I mean, we, we saw him, you know, lifting people up by one arm and all of that all through the franchise. But, man, he was just <laughs> flinging this dude all over the place. It was, and he wasn't a small dude. Like oh, he, was no, a little no. guy. he just he just crushes that guy. I mean, yeah. and even before that, you see a dead body of a guy that is where he got the teeth from. I mean, he you don't see it happen, but you know, he just smashed that guy's face and jaw against the table so many times it obliterated it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good movie. As far as like, so if you watch the entire Halloween series, and you can, you can go get the Blu-ray box set from Walmart right now that has all the Halloween movies, say the new one, and you can have a marathon, and you'll know what a bad Halloween movie is when you watch that oh. box set. So uh, <laughs> this new one on the scale of Halloween films is actually one of the better ones. <laughs> I rated it the third best. One and mm. two, I think, are the best. But uh, you well, put that one here, they he, just did as number three. So, you like Season of the Witch? I do like Season of the Witch. as Not as a Michael Myers movie, obviously, but I think as a... As a okay. No, go ahead. Oh, um, I do think that Halloween 3 on, in is, on its own is a great flick. Um, I like it quite a bit. I like Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Um, after that, it gets pretty dicey. Uh, I do have a soft <laughs> spot for 5 and 6, especially if you watch the producer's cut of 6, which is ridiculous, but at least it's coherent, whereas the theatrical cut's not. Um, but Halloween's problem as a franchise is all the soft reboots and do-overs. I mean, they so 3 doesn't count. Then there's 4, 5, and 6. Then there's two versions of 6. And then H2O pretends that 4, 5, and 6 didn't happen. And then Resurrection happened and ruined everything. Yeah. And then the, re- the Rob Zombie remakes happened, which pretend nothing happened. And now we have Halloween, which pretends anything yeah, happened. Nothing the first happened one. after you, you can't, the first yeah, one. You, you, and I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why they didn't pick it up after the second one. Because H2O already did that. And this movie is oh. Laurie Strode's big you know, showdown with Michael, which they already did. They're doing it all yeah. over again it's like, is every 20 years we're going to get a rematch between laurie no, you're going to hit you're going to get plenty of uh, more halloweens now after 200 I, I million dollars i, I want to see a h2 uh h260 so when, when, when 90 year old laurie strode fighting 90 year old michael myers that's what i want to i want i want jamie lee curse to go away and then they'll pick it back up again in 20 years all right let's uh let, let's talk to is it bill is that who you said we got online hey bill how are yeah. you good how are you i'm doing good what you got for us uh, is this Dave I'm on here? This is Dave. I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, I, I can't quite get my head around uh, just letting everyone have guns. But my real point, since I, I, I don't really... All right. <laughs> Go drink somewhere else and then uh, call me back. Uh, I, thought, I thought he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was calling Pizza Hut. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, Pizza weird. Hut, what do you think about guns? <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about that right now. Yeah, sorry, you know. Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, we're spending our time talking about uh, geek kind of stuff. Well, I think uh, slasher movies make a pretty good case for guns. I mean, <laughs> uh, I agree. Laurie <laughs> Strode had guns. Laurie Strode had a lot yeah, of guns. She, yeah. she was good, man. And I liked I thought it was a classic Nice setup when mm-hmm. he stepped there in front of the stairs going down into the safe room, and she said, gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. So it took it took three women working together to kill Michael Myers. So, I mean, it wasn't one of those movies like – it's not like the Avengers movie where Scarlett Johansson weighs 87 pounds and can take down, you know, 300-pound muscle men. It's uh, three women who had to fight very, very hard to take down this unstoppable slasher. It was hashtag me too, oh. though. That, that's what yeah, they were playing yeah, off of. Well, I just try to ignore that stuff and enjoy the movie I know in you the vacuum. Do that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the girl in the spider web that I just saw. You could have called it the girl in the spider web, hashtag me too. 
because she is taking care of some bad guys along the way, you know. But yeah. it's just, but that's what you could say. Liz Carrie was like. hashtag me too. Yeah, you know, if, it's too. Got, if it's got a woman beating up men, it's always hashtag me too. And it's not. But I do like. I do like the idea. I I've always liked you know strong women characters in movies. Never had a problem with that. And they act like people have always had problems with it. That's BS. Well, it's funny because there was an argument that I saw online. Some some someone wrote an article i can't remember what it's like salon or jezebel or something where they're congratulating female horror movie directors and saying it's about time it's like but women have been in horror since mary shelley before that and mary lambert is was directed pet cemetery the original yeah. is considered a classic i mean the woman that directed the babadook her name escapes me that was a fantastic movie yeah, i mean women Australia. have mm. been involved in horror Going back over a hundred years, it's not a brand new thing. They haven't broken a glass ceiling on horror. They broke it one hundred and fifty years ago, yeah. or more than that. <laughs> they did. They've done a lot of great things. In fact, it's it's in horror movies and sci-fi movies that those glass ceilings don't exist, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing. All right, we'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tim Lim is here. We're trying to we're trying to incorporate him into the conversation. Mark uh, Pellegrini is here as well. We'll come back. We'll talk more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. A movie that, and we're just talking about it during the break, that hasn't gotten here to Little Rock. has been playing the major cities. You know, they're slowly rolling it out. It's Suspiria. And I, the remake of Suspiria, yeah. I mean, what, what do you know. think from what you've seen? So all I've seen are uh, still photos, and the still photos look nice. Uh so when, when my attitude on remakes, especially with horror, is that remakes aren't fundamentally wrong. They shouldn't be abolished. Without that, we wouldn't have the remake of The Fly, the remake of The oh, Thing. That was great. The original Alien, people don't know this, is a remake of It, The Terror from Beyond Space. I, I mean, know, with Marshall yeah, Thomas. Exactly. And, and the, Blob, the Blob remake from 1988. I mean, there are good remakes. You can do a good remake. You just have to take the premise of the original and only the premise, and then do your own thing with it. And that's how you get, uh, like, war, uh, was it Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Dawn, which was the first one? But, yeah, you get something like that where, like, they took the premise of monkeys taking over the world and they did something totally original with it, and it was good. Um, if Suspiria just takes the premise of a girl going to a boarding school with witches and getting harassed, good. Yeah. Well, okay, let's talk about more when we come back. we uh, got to get to the news when we come back. Mark and I and Tim. All right, so let's kind of – I'll let you pick up where you were talking oh. about making remakes. Yeah, so we were talking about remakes, and so my attitude is simply that if you're going to do a remake, there's nothing inherently wrong with a remake, but your attitude should be to take just the premise of it and spin something original out of that premise. So, I mean, David Cronenberg's The Fly – is Great. the premise of a guy going into a teleportation chamber and coming out mixed with the fly. But from that point on, the two films diverge completely, and they both go in very good, very different directions. Um, the, thing. A lot of people, the Thing is... is absolutely different from the original both are great movies the howard hawks version great the john carpenter version great i mean and a lot of people have differing opinions about the Zack snyder dawn of the dead i like it it's it's on the premise of zombie apocalypse people trapped in a mall otherwise totally different so you can do good remakes i mean that, that's not the problem the problem is when you do something like the gus van sant psycho which we were just talking about where it's it is an exact duplicate of the original film what's the point the uh, the remake of the hills have eyes 
was very similar. It used the same script, and the only thing it really added was it made um, Jupiter's clan mutants, atomic mutants, and they and they extended the the finale a bit into a chase scene through um, you know an, an atomic uh, testing zone. But otherwise, it's the same movie. And if I if you're going to do the the, the original exactly the same you're just going to do the original but worse and so there's no real point in it and uh the gus van sant psycho i mean tim was on um a stream with uh, professor geek uh on youtube recently and he talked about um the two different remakes of psycho the um the gus van sant movie version with vince vaughn and then the uh, the base motel tv version right tim mm-hmm. so i mean like the two um, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who uh, hasn't seen it yet, but the Bates Motel version is superior in the sense that they don't take the Psycho story literally. They don't try to remake it at all. And so there's actually twists and turns that are different. But the Guest Van Sant one is an experiment into how you can make a movie shot by shot and there's something about the chemistry and something about the overall feel of the movie that cannot be replicated. Well, how about it's a different era? <laughs> that too. That too. And I mean... God, it makes no sense that somebody would think that the remaking Psycho would have the same visceral impact that mm-hmm. the first one had mm-hmm. during the time that it was it was made in 62, for right. God's sake. And then, not mm-hmm. just that, but it set certain standards in filmmaking. Yeah. Um, so it was a pioneer in terms of what it introduced to the genre. I mean, I, I don't know, arguably it kind of launched the idea of the slasher movie because Norman Bates was a slasher. It also introduced this idea of, uh, you know, for example, you have the Psycho House, which is iconic. So it introduced the idea of environment playing a crucial role in horror itself, that location was important. And so for the remake, I was surprised that the one thing that they changed, that they decided to change, was the look of the house. (laughs) They turned it from this very iconic... um, like house by the tracks type house into i don't know like a a a shack that you find by the side of the road um on a roadside um they changed the character of norman bates i mean vince vaughn was a terrible replacement for anthony perkins i mean i like him as an actor but not who could replace anthony perkins Mm -hmm. there are certain roles that actors and actresses do that nobody else could ever do i mean look if you try to do han solo and it, it it's not the man. Yeah, well, why bother? Yeah, yeah, why bother? Indiana Jones is the same way. They mm-hmm. keep talking about, well, we want to bring this person in. It's not going to work. I'm just telling you, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. is Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I mean, someday I hope it's not within my lifetime. They're going to remake Back to the Future, and, and it's not. And someone else is going to play Doc, and someone else is going to play Marty, and nobody I, can I'm play. Somebody else can play gonna. Marty. But mm. no one can play the doc. Absolutely not. Yeah, no one can play the doc in that. He that he's he uh, owned that he owned that role in the same way that Johnny Depp owned like Jack Sparrow. Uh, they're going to oh, yeah. recast Nobody Jack can, Sparrow as yeah, well, they aren't they? Do that. They're talking about that right now. I don't they? think they will. I think they're going to just launch it with a whole new character. Frankly, uh, they're smart. They will. Yeah I, yeah, I would agree with that, and and have some kind of throwaway scene that just passes the baton. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. I th- it's like James Bond. They they have this feeling like anybody can play James Bond. Nope, not no. true. Because I, I will tell you that uh, who, who was it? Um, Tim um, Dalton. Dalton mm. should have been a perfect Bond. He was too uh, early for his time. He was Daniel Craig before Daniel. He Craig, really, yeah. you know, because he played the cold-hearted, mm-hmm. 
cruel. He's actually one of my favorites. Yeah, I like like some of this stuff. I mean, he was it was after Roger Moore. People wanted a more serious Bond, and maybe at the time they overcorrected with Timothy Dalton. Could have been, and it just it jarred people. But then they kind of went back too far with Pierce Brosnan, and Pierce Brosnan was every bit as goofy as Roger Moore. I mean, his movies were silly, except maybe Goldeneye, which was Goldeneye was written for Timothy Dalton in mind. So Pierce Brosnan in Goldeneye is a bit more serious than he was in like um, Tomorrow Never Dies and the ones that came after that. Not, I don't know. I, I like Daniel Craig. I like Timothy Dalton. I like Sean Connery, and I, I like George Lazenby in his one flick. Um, Personally, I'm, <laughs> I'm you know I'm a huge Connery fan, hmm. but from there, the next best Bond was uh, the guys doing it now. Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's yeah, excellent. Craig. That's a wide gulf of uh, of the franchise. Yeah, I, skip. <laughs> you know I like Timothy Dalton's roles, but yeah. I wasn't. Pierce Brosnan should have been the perfect Bond too, but he was not, and it wasn't his fault. I the think other it was the stuff was yeah. just crap, as far as I was oh, concerned. Yeah. I mean, the when you use Amer- huh. when you use American Motors cars what? and it's cool cars, you get a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's I had that not intrinsically British. <laughs> no, it was when, terrible. When I was a kid, I grew up with the Brosnan movies because the first mm-hmm. one I, I watched was Goldeneye, so yeah. I loved it. And so this, that's what I knew. I of forget Bond. how young you really are <laughs> until you say something like that. That was the first oh. Bond movie I ever saw. And then after that, um, actually prior to Spectre coming out, I started watching all the Bond movies in sequence. I said yeah. I, I bought the box set and I said I'm going to watch James Bond uh, from Doctor No all the way here. And so I was like, man, I missed a lot. And then I realized I was like, I rank Brosnan pretty low, like on my list. Not mm-hmm. because he's a bad actor, but the movies he's in, they just don't really shine a light. Goldeneye being the one exception, that one's. Fairly outstanding. Yeah, I'm big uh, Sean Connery fan. I'll never in my I mean lifetime I mean, figure out why he wanted out of that role. So that's the same badly. reason Michael Keaton wanted out of Batman. You know, they probably look back at it. You know, in hindsight, and I see it as a blunder. Stupid, uh, George, George Lazenby was the the one. George Lazenby was good. He, yeah. he was great. He was fantastic. But he's the one who dropped the role because he got into hippie culture and grew a beard and long hair and didn't yeah. want to be part of you know the an action chauvinistic action movie in the age of nineteen seventies feminism or whatever. And, and he, who wouldn't want that, that lady? <laughs> who wouldn't want to have yeah. her Emma Peel <laughs> yeah. come on that is, now there's a movie that they remade a series in a movie oh Avengers and the movie was ter- yes the Sean Con- yeah they, they turned the Avengers TV boring. show into a movie with Sean Connery and that's not so it good. was one of the most boring movies I've ever it wasn't, seen no it was Ralph Fiennes Ralph Fiennes and, but yeah. Sean Connery was a bad Sean guy was a bad and, guy yeah. and uh, yeah and Emma and Uma, Thur- Uma, Uma Thurman, Thurman yeah. and how can you screw up with those <laughs> actors I don't know but it was horrible <laughs> that was one of the worst you remember when scene. they were walking across the water in those big balls yeah I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't know. So here's my thing is I never really watched the Avengers TV show, the old one in reruns. So I know Patrick McNee from two things. I know Patrick McNee from The Howling, which I thought he was great. Oh, he's fantastic. (laughs) I know him from this old sci-fi channel TV series called Mysteries, Magic, and Miracles that used to air on like weekday afternoons. And it was one of my... So you didn't get to see him in The Prisoner. I did not watch The Prisoner. No, that's one of his classics. Great movie. It's a great mm. series. It was yeah. awesome, and it was t- it was one hundred percent British, no doubt oh, yeah. about that. Uh, so the, the British thing I watched back in the day was like Thunderbirds, you know the, oh, no. <laughs> the yeah. marionette stuff. That scared me as a kid. It was good. Killer puppets. It scared me as a kid. I love oh that gosh. stuff as a kid. Didn't have yeah. the R-rated scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Team right. America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take final break. We'll be back. We got more to talk about. I just got to tell you a lot of great television and movies have been done and people have forgot diana rigg was like 
the hottie in the system. No, I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to all of us right now. I mean, uh, Diana Rigg. Mm. I'll never forget. I guess this just shows how old I really am now. Uh, I remember her as Emma Peel. Mm. and in the avengers and then to see her back on game of thrones it was like what happened to you a break on the dave elswick show uh, a beautiful woman's a beautiful woman all right what were you what were you, you were asking me before you mm. came you, you had a question what was it that you asked what me? i don't know you're the one that was formulating the question what were you thinking about <laughs> like a second before he went back on the yes. air oh, yeah. it was about the conversation we were having off uh off show so that's not going to make a whole lot of sense in uh, context okay. here yeah it's, it's kind of interesting to we got into a discussion about actors and actresses that got tired of, you know, I don't want to be typecast. Yeah, that's Well, maybe it. you do want to be typecast when you stop making money. Right. Uh, so we're talking Sean Connery, and I guess yeah. that, that's what I, we were discussing. So, I mean, he did Bond. He got tired of being Bond. He left being Bond. Then George Lazenby was Bond. Then George Lazenby became a hippie, and so they fired George Lazenby. And then he, then Connery came back for Diamonds Are Forever, one last movie. Then he quit again, and then he had nothing going on. And then he came back for Never Say Never again, and which then wasn't did, even official. Which wasn't even an official one, right? Yeah. And nope. then he did Zardoz, and he kind of reinvented himself with Hunt for Red October, and that's when we got bearded Sean Connery, yeah, right? He was you good know? in that, and yeah. he did The Untouchables and The Rock and, yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah. And the, he did and the some rock, good stuff. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, then League of Extraordinary Gentlemen happened, and that ended it for him. It if, seemed that yeah. In Skyfall, the there's a character, the caretaker of the Bond estate, who I swear they had written that part with Sean Connery, and they couldn't get him to come back, so they hired like discount Sean Connery to play the character. <laughs> discount. <laughs> like, welcome to Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not right. Do you remember <laughs> the uh, Disney movie he made? Who? Sean, Sean Connery. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. well, that was the Darby dancing O'Gill. one. Yes, I remember that Darby one. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Well, so we were talking about horror movies. That one's not a horror movie, but it has that scene with the banshee. banshee that's, that's good. That was spooky when I was a kid. That yeah, really spooky. It's very good. Uh, I'm looking at what he had, he was doing at that time. Uh, he came in 1962. He did The Longest Day. Mm-hmm. And right after that, he played Bond. And he did Dr. No, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Now, if you like... Your your Bond movie without a lot of technology, then the best of all those Bond movies is from Russia with Love. That's considered the most raw, gritty Bond flick. I like that one a lot. I like Doctor No better. I mean, I like uh, is You Only Live Twice. Is that that's the uh, the Japan the Japan one, right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's my favorite Sean Connery Bond movie. It's considered the goofiest, but it has all the tropes I want. It's got you know Donald Pleasance as Blofeld with his his yeah. piranha yeah. trap and his uh, his, his volcano, volcano layer. Base. It's yeah. it's so goofy, but it's not goofy in a roger moore sort of way and i I like that one a lot (laughs) okay so let me name a few movies after bond all right Mm. shalako Uh (laughs) no don't remember that one the red tent oh boy does that make any no No. it doesn't doesn't (laughs) this is the direction we're going in Uh, (laughs) the molly mcguires no (laughs) okay then he came back to diamonds are forever 1971 with jill st john Mm -hmm. right then Zardoz, oh. 1974. Then he played Murder on the Orient Express. Now, here's a movie that was good, The Wind and the Lion. I have not I seen I forgot that about one. that from 75. Uh, the Man Who Would Be King, good movie. Okay. Uh, Robin and Marion, 1976, he played Robin Hood. 
A Bridge Too Far. <laughs> oh, okay. He was in that, right. The Great Train Robbery. All right, so he did get a second win in yeah. his career. Why did he do Never Say Never Again, then, if he was making these good yeah, movies? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, 12 O'Clock High, called Outland. Hmm. You remember Outland? No. Where he's a sheriff on a space station? <laughs> and, and the bad guys are coming in the spaceship Whoa. to get rid of him? No. And, uh so is it, this, is this better whole, or worse than Moonraker with Roger Moore? Oh, it's better. It's, it's really, I like Moonraker. It's really, it really is a remake of 12 O'Clock, uh, the, the one with Gary, Gary Cooper. Yeah, just in space? Yeah, just put in space. Moonraker is one of my favorite Bond Never movies. Say Never Again in 83. Yeah. Uh, what else did he do? Highlander. Don't forget that, those. Oh, Highlander. That was the one that transformed him into kind yeah. of like old man uh, um, Sean Connery. The Presidio, mm-hmm. which was good. Indiana Jones and the yeah. Last Crusade. He wasn't there too. Uh, the Russia House, and then then we get into the old Bond. All right, mm-hmm. the Russia House starts it. That's when he came up with the beard. The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. We played uh, King Richard, uncredited part in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner. Yeah. Then you had Highlander Two. Oh no. <laughs> Rising Sun, mm-hmm. uh, which was a Crichton book that he acted in the, the movie version with uh, Blade. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, yeah, who still hasn't figured out how to pay his taxes, <laughs> evidently. Uh, first Night. Oh, right. With Richard Greer, then that was in 95, 96, The Rock. Mm. Then he played Draco, the uh, dragon in Dragonheart. Mm-hmm. He voiced yeah. the dragon. He voiced it, yeah. yeah. And now, then, he put on a rubber suit and he. Put it <laughs> yeah, he was in the movie Entrapment. I, that was I saw that in the theater with every other teenage boy. Yeah. So. I didn't. I fell asleep. <laughs> then he did The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And that was the end of Sean Connery. Alan Quartermain, and uh, it was uh, not pretty. And since that movie, he has done two video games <laughs> and a voice. Uh, and a really in bad a animated movie. film. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sir ver- Billy. Yes, a very terrible animated movie that's on par with that animated film Food Fight. And if you're out there and you know what I'm talking about, then you know how bad that is. <laughs> okay, so with all that said, there's other movies that have had reincarnations. For instance, my favorite Grinch mm. is Boris Karloff from the original. All right, then you had the live version, Jim Carrey. Uh, now we're back to animate it. And it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, movie. and yeah. what a great choice. Well, you, you got, okay. well yeah, Cumberbatch, well. he's got that great voice. All right, But he's not using it in the movie, though. Why isn't yeah. he using his British he's accent? Got it, he's got it in the movie because the Grinch is not British, man. I don't know. Anyway, I, you got that, and you had uh, Vincent Price, another mm-hmm. guy that had that voice. Oh, oh yeah, and he's from he Kentucky, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then on top with that, you had Boris Karloff. Vincent yeah. Price is from Kentucky? I think yeah. so. He, he is I not. Had no I had to look it up on Wikipedia. It's, it's from like, Kentucky or Illinois, one of those uh, one of those states. I don't know if you heard this or not. I, I was listening to one of these p- podcasts, but in the Phantom Manor in Paris. He was the original They're voice. putting his voice back in. Oh, they're in. putting it back in. Yeah. Good. For yeah. the refurbishment. Awesome, because they took it out because French people couldn't understand what he was saying. And he did do a French recording of, of the track, but yeah. they said that his French speech was you know insufficient. But, I mean, it's Vincent Price. You don't cut out Vincent well, Price. Well, no. the reason they said they're putting it back in is because whenever you go to Euro Disneyland, uh, most people are shocked when they hear this, but the most spoken language in Europe is English. Yeah. And whether they like it or not, you have you have a greater population of people who do speak English, especially with tourists, 
than you do in French. So, so but I heard that on yeah. the recent podcast that they were putting it back in. Yeah, Disneyland Paris um, is the most touristed location in France. More people go to Disneyland Paris than, than go to Louvre. actual than go to the real Paris. <laughs> well, so, yeah, Eiffel Tower. Here's the funny thing: I went to the Eiffel Tower. I never rode it to the top because yeah. uh, I saw that elevator go up. I thought there's no way you're getting me in that. It, it looked it looked frightening, so uh, that does not surprise me one bit at all. All right, I'm, I'm just you need to go to the Bass Pro Shop over in Memphis in the Pyramid and ride the elevator there, Tim. Oh, I, I don't think so, dude. It's right in the center of the pyramid and goes straight up the middle. Nothing on any side. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of um, you know how like in the Willis Tower in Chicago, they have that thing called I think it's called the Sky Lean or something where you can put your hands up to the glass and then they press a switch and they actually lean the glass out of the uh, building so you can actually look straight down over the city. And I was like, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that. Like, you don't like all. heights, I tell you. Yeah, you. I don't like heights. You'll do a, you'll do <laughs> a tower of terror. It's not the heights that kill you. It's the sudden stop after <laughs> like the you fall. fall. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. So you'll, you'll do tower of terror at Hollywood Studios, but you won't ride an elevator up at the top. That's of the different. I'm, I can't see. Okay, now you were close. You were close when oh. Vincent Price was born. Was it in Kentucky? Tennessee. No? St. Louis. St. Oh, Louis. Okay. But still, he doesn't sound like... No, he, he, he sounds so Midwestern, does he? Yeah, no. That's how good an actor he was. Yeah, he was a great actor. I mean, seriously, he just was a great well, Dr. So on Fibes. A, on a, on a slight uh, Vincent Price basis for the two people who hear this that care, the next uh, Scooby-Doo directed DVD movie is going to finish the series The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which starred Vincent Price. And they got <laughs> they got Maurice LaMarche doing an impression of Vincent Price, and it's excellent. I just All thought right. people would want to know. Mark, thanks for coming in. We don't have you on <laughs> oh, enough. Am I ending on that note? We got, yeah, <laughs> we got to get you. We got to get you in more often. Tim, thank you for coming. Enjoy My your pleasure. trip. Thank you. All Absolutely. Right? We, we want you to come back. Bring your slides with you I when will. you come back. <laughs> All right, more coming your way. Doctor Amy Beard is next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Doctor Amy Beard is back in the studio. We hung up or we put the uh, the plaque up outside the door. The lights on. The doctor is in, and she is here to talk to us today hello always love having you here it's great you always bring us some different ways to think about medicine and health you think of how health first and then you think about medicine yes a lot of people don't i mean you're catching on you're well i knew this i mean you taught me a long time ago about this stuff Mm -hmm. it's been a journey for me also yeah takes time had to do some reprogramming of my brain some things I had learned. I will tell you, I cheated today because I went to BJ's today. You always go to BJ's on Fridays. Yeah, today. Well, and the reason being is today is is uh, catfish day. So, <laughs> so I, I had some, you know, deep fried catfish. I had some, um, what did I have? Uh, Please was, say a vegetable somewhere What was that there? casserole that I had today with them? It was, uh, what was, what was the vegetable? Oh, it was broccoli cheese casserole is what you I had. I can't hear you, man. Turn your, turn your mic on. Dude, I keep doing that. <laughs> Broccoli cheese casserole. Broccoli okay. cheese pa- casserole and sliced tomatoes. Okay, you have to have those. But I topped it off with a nice... Cairo nut pie. There you go. <laughs> Some pecan pie. <laughs> you just blew pie. it all out. If you're going to do it right, I mean, if you're going to do it, you better do it right. I, I told Russ, I said, I know I shouldn't eat it, but I love pecan pie. Just do some fasting over the weekend. Yeah, I will. That's kind of... You know, I don't eat... When I go eat lunch, that's my first meal of the day, typically. I don't eat anything before I go to bed. Typically, after 9, I'm not eating anything. 
And then when do you eat the next day? Probably 1130, Okay, so you've, you've, you've done a pretty good a 14-hour fast, yeah, though. Not eating. That's good. And um, I'm not eating anything now until I get to the movies and, and eat your popcorn. I got 200 ounces of popcorn sitting in front of me. <laughs> I am going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, it's not the popcorn that's probably bad. It's the butter yes, that I lay on the it. the bad and, butter. And too. then I put the I put the popcorn salt on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you can hear my, you can hear my my veins. Uh, yes. <laughs> You're not making me a happy. Camper I know. Right now. I, I, but that's okay. See, you don't do, that it, all no, don't do don't. it all the time. You don't do it all the time. I do. I go to We're movies human. once or three times a week you know i'm going tonight to see uh overlord mm-hmm. which is a perfect movie for me because it's a war movie from world war ii it's got nazis that we're going to kill in it and it's got zombies zombies and nazis that's it you can't ask that's for anything more when you're a geek all right so going to go see that tonight last time when saw the the woman in the spider web which was very good i'd like to see bohemian rhapsody that was great you saw that last week. I've heard so many good things about it. It's a that. good movie. You'll you'll enjoy. He, he's the queen. He's the uh, queen fan. You love Queen, but I do too. It's good music, yeah. Okay, got a question for you. Uh, which queen do you like? Do you like the queen that did Bohemian Rhapsody, which was A Night at the Opera, was the album, or the queen before that with Killer Queen and in all of those songs? Probably Killer Queen. Yeah. See, that's I'm an early queen mm-hmm. fan i like some of the stuff they did later don't get me wrong I, personally i thought like a lot of rock critics when they came out with the bohemian rhapsody just way overproduced i, I was thinking to myself how are you going to do that in, in in concert you can't doesn't that it, always seem to be the case though the earlier stuff is always the, the yeah best it was stuff. really good stuff i loved stuff they you know what was it called keep yourself alive that mm-hmm. was another one that i really liked that had that that start with uh, with Brian May on the guitar. It was great stuff. I mean, I'm big Queen fan from the early Sounds days. Sounds like it. I like, like Paul. Stuff. I can hear the passion there. Uh, the early days. The early days. That's when I was um, sophomore in college, I believe, when they broke. I love the work he did with Bowie also. Yeah, good stuff. Pressure. You know, you got to rem- <laughs> remember it. Does Heroes. everybody remember that song? Yes. That was a huge hit. And Heroes. And Heroes, yeah. Both of those songs were great. Yeah, they were they were good together, and uh, the movie is really good. It's just, it, I look at it tragically. I mean, we as you Freddie watch Mercury. the movie, you know that you know that Freddie Mercury is bisexual. Uh, he was in love with a, a woman long before he got mis, you know involved with men, and then uh, he had a friend. Although that's a questionable statement, who was of uh, just. A, a big, you know, big gay Irish guy, and he weaseled his way into his life and took over, basically running yeah. Freddie's career. And he's the guy that got him partying every night and having a different guy every night and all that. And it's when he caught AIDS. Yeah, sad. Isn't it, it is a sad. It's it's very sad because he was such a talent. And he was so just totally. Uh, for a guy that was willing to try anything, he he didn't have a lot of confidence in himself. No. That was just... You know where he's from, right? Where? Tasmania. Was he from Tasmania? Well, I knew that, you know, they kept, they kept calling him what it was, a packy, is what they kept referring to him as early in the movie, and he's not from Pakistan. But he wasn't liked because he was from another country, 
and the people, uh, the Brits didn't like them. And uh, it was just really interesting. I mean, talking to a guy who's got a four-octave voice and stuff. I mean, just what he could do with his voice. How did he end up in t- Tasmania? That's parents. I mean, I know, obviously that, where they... There are people who live there. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but his but parents just... were from originally from Pakistan. They had traveled there is what had happened. And then they he grew that. up more in England right. is where he grew up at. But I'll tell you the part you'll like, Paul. When they do the Bohemian Rhapsody, they show you they're doing this. For instance, there's a scene where Freddie, the guy who plays Freddie, the guy from iRobot, if you remember that from television, he's the guy who plays Freddie Mercury, which was not Mercury wasn't his real name, very Pakistani name that he had. But the bottom line was he's standing in the front of a 32 track mixer, and so you got all these VU meters. And he's mixing the voices of the four of them together that come up with the choruses that they used in Bohemian Rhapsody. And you you, you remember the scene uh, or the song, and they go, Galileo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when, when they're recording that, that's Roger, the drummer, that did that. And he kept asking him to go higher and higher and higher. And there's a, at the very end of the scene, he says, my blank or in my chest i can't go any higher <laughs> you're gonna love the movie you got to go see it we will. And, then, oh, we will. and then you explain to me how they did the cgi at the end for the live aids concert all right i'll try to figure it out i mean you. it's it's seamless Pretty i don't cool, know how huh? they did it but it's seamless it's crazy what they can do with that Food as medicine is taking a U-turn today. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry, but I know, you know, I do. No, but this is very I've enjoyable, been no, I've been too. known to do this yeah, once exactly. in a while. Hey, we, we, we talk about food all day long, so Freddie, Freddie Mercury's a nice interruption. Here's what you're like. You're watching Live Aid, and in the middle, they got the big tent there where they had the cameras, right? So they were shooting. That's the biggest concert ever broadcast on television. Over a billion people watched it. And on the side of it, in big letters, T D K. The tape Did company that doesn't even exist yes. today. You know, I've just, I just thought, how ironic. You know, they were the the big boys on the block then. Right. I remember you wanted to go out and buy some cassettes to record your music on. You can buy that's some what, of that crap, you bought, but if yeah. you wanted good ones, you got T D K. I agree. All right. All right. Enough. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Just so you know, I'm done. It's a good movie. You'll both enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. You'll enjoy it. All right. So you tell me, what is it that we're going to talk about exactly today? I think we'll get more specific today. Yeah, well, today I thought the theme, food is medicine, would be something interesting to talk about. Because I think you're starting to see that a lot on on the Internet. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of that now. Because food is your medicine or it should be looked at that way isn't it kind of interesting that the way it's making itself known is that uh food is medicine and you pay somebody i don't know i don't know i never looked how much but they make your meals for you and they send it to you and you just go to the stove and make it but it's good healthy food. whole foods we it, hope it is anyway. Not, like, we hope so, yeah. Like, yeah it's what, not what, McDonald's. What's one of those, what are some of those companies? Uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. There's people like that. And you said, why, why, you know, packaged, processed food?
food from the store when you can have fresh food sent to you. Or maybe grow it yourself. Yeah, well. That, w- that would help, too. They're trying to help you out, or they say they yes. are. Yes. Trying to help you out. Well, you don't have to do that part of it. They take care of all of that. All you got to do is follow the instructions and put the meal together. Right. And and going, for, you know, we there's been an evolution of what of what our food is over many many years. I think now the FDA is um, is allowing over ten thousand different chemicals in our foods and the food packaging. Okay. Over ten thousand different chemicals. And that's the difference between food when I was a kid and food yes, today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if you think that this is not impacting your health, you are very, very naive. Uh, and it's not that it would have great impacts on a one-time basis. This is We're talking cu- the cumulative effect over eating these foods over many years. And it's finally catching up with us. You know, what's kind of interesting is they'll tell you what the chemicals are that they're putting in the the food and but you don't understand that the the typical name of those chemicals in other kinds of industries are like formaldehyde or something oh, like yeah, you know, yeah. things of that nature that you would never think about putting in your mouth at any other time but you know you, you think okay though the fda you know they say it's safe it must be safe well that's no, just a I bunch of that. garbage you know and so i mean if you just that that number blew me away you know ten thousand chemicals allowed in the packaging which which creeps into your food especially when you heat it in the plastic which you should never ever ever do and uh, that's how it creeps into your food. And a lot of these chemicals are what we call neuroendocrine disruptors. They Explain dis- that one. They to my disrupt listeners. the way a lot of your hormones work: your thyroid, you know, testosterone, estrogen. Some a lot of them actually mimic the um, the actions of estrogen. So, if you're a guy, that's not that's good. not good. No, it's not. And if you just if you you know I look at the health of our our nation and what it's been doing over several years and you there's lots of other things that are having an impact but I I can guarantee you our diet is a big big driver of our health and all the chronic diseases that we're facing today. All right, we got to get a break in. Okay, let's do that. Then we'll come back and I promise all that all I'll do is talk about food for the rest <laughs> right. of the show. All right. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, don't forget about them. Uh, They've got uh, just about finished on that 12th Street location in Little Rock, and uh, they will have six locations for you, Little Rock, North Little Rock. You've got Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy, because over at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, providing a lifetime of support. I don't talk about it enough, but uh, with Susan Coleman, March just happened recently, I need to refer to you about what Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics does and does so well. They take good care of you ladies that have had breast surgery, you need a prosthetic, you stop by, see the folks that make an appointment, see the folks at uh, Horton's. They have a large room that has all the privacy and comfort you want while you're fitted. One thing I know is what they do, it's a place where you can go sit down, ladies, and it's not a clinical location. It's a very... uh, relaxed location so you can try on these prosthetics and and help uh, them help you remember six locations little rock north little rock bryant conway fort smith and searcy that's horton's orthotics and prosthetics 
All right, let's continue. It's 25 after 5 on a Friday. That means I've got 35 minutes before I make the run for the for the theater. I Everybody knows big movie buff. Who's listening on the, on the computer? We've got some of our uh, Facebook followers. Very cool. Chiming in. Can they hear? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're listening to us? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I think anyway, some, I think some of them listen to you. Oh, okay. A regular listener. Just letting yeah. them know. All right, so let's get back to what you're talking about. Food basically is medicine. Yeah, food can be your food can either be a very powerful form of medicine or a, a poison. It's it's really up to you to make that choice. Okay, so how do you view vegetables? Okay, do you think there's a lot of people say if you buy a vegetable and let's say it's been flash uh, flash frozen Mm -hmm. and you just throw it in the microwave to heat it up or whatever that's you shouldn't do that that's not good for you it it, i mean it's the only way to really have it good for you to buy it out of the little things on the side of the aisle you know the real carrots that you peel them and then you 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 know heat them up or what Fresh is always the best, hands down. And I liked it always organic when possible. You just took a whole paragraph that I was trying to say fresh and and just (laughs) used the word. (laughs) It's Friday, right? We've been talking all day long. But the fresh is the key. Yeah, fresh is the key. Yeah. So a lot of times the frozen is better because if they're shipping uh, something from South America off season. Move up on the mic. If if, if you're shipping something from off season from South America, by the time it gets here, they're picking it. Not near ripeness. No, no. And it's not, not near fresh by the time it gets here. And you mentioned about flash frozen. The frozen is actually an excellent way of getting your vegetables because those freezers are actually out in, in the fields. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're picking them and flash freezing them right away. So uh, We use a lot of that, that oh, okay. in, in, right. in our kitchen. Off season, yeah. Then I feel good. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. You're, it's fine. So fresh from South America is not fresh fresh yeah yeah i mean i, I still buy them sometimes because i like the, the texture and all that because frozen has other issues but no frozen's great it's, right. a, it's a great it, it's a great alternative it's to, typically how i eat peas i love frozen peas so do we uh, yeah you can incorporate big, those in so many different dishes too yeah you know, all kinds of soups mm-hmm. and stuff because i'm a big soup guy a- amy talk about the way that um the the phytonutrients and the flavonoids how they the, the, basically the messenger system that is AC is communicating to your body to do yeah things. i mean people need to really think about the the f- Food is information. Food contains various uh, components, whether it's vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, other phytonutrients that do specific things in your body and talk to different, you know, they, they drive reactions in your body. They, they talk to your mitochondria DNA. They're, they're doing a lot of things. So you need to start looking at your food as as information that is going to help your body work right it i cannot express this you know enough you want to remove the bad out of your diet and put in the good it really comes down to that okay it's that simple and you know if you look at if, if if food is information then you're not organic is basically a children's book it's it's not much information it's it's been dumbed down um they're growing it it's got potassium nitrogen phosphorus but it does not have the micronutrients the flavonoids because they're not or, or the organic movement's kind of been hijacked it used to be that it was organic soil and you were feeding the soil and that's how you get all this that's how you get uh these really a, good a, a nutrient novel dense. of information yeah. it's nutrient dense it has all this information 
But the, now they've just gotten to organic to where it's just chemical-free. It's pesticide and herb, uh, herbicide-free, which is great. Right. In fact, they're even talking about having hydroponic organic. So they're not getting the information. The, the, the information coming in from those vegetables is not the same. And you know why would hydroponic not be as good? Well, they're, you know, the, the vegetables eating the, the nutrients from the soil, when you feed the soil in an organic ma- matter – it is very complicated. There are fungi. There's bacteria. Viruses. It, there's so much going on in that soil, and the and the plant is uptaking that. You basically take a sterilized version of that when you do the hydroponics. I'm not completely getting rid of hydroponics, but I'm just saying to call it organic is a stretch. Because well, people don't understand what that term means. This, all right. This so you think you hold that thought, and when we come back, because we got to go to the news. We come back, I want you to talk about organic. Okay. What is real organic, and what is not? Find out after the news all right back with you and uh you know i've been talking about sunny's auto salvage they got my car my suv right now my acadia they're putting a uh well they're not putting they've already put in my transmission from a well-maintained total loss vehicle that they had there at salvage yard that's all done now the step is they're going over to joe's garage on monday and now they've got to flash it because there's probably 10 to 12 little computers inside the transmission that that has to talk to the computers that are inside the engine and other things in the car. So it takes about three to five hours to to flash all the information. And it literally, it's kind of like your body. It, it needs, you know, when you're first born, your body has to start getting where it communicates with itself. That's what's happening here. This uh transmission has to communicate with the rest of the uh, automobile and then they'll be cool as far as that's concerned so i'll get it back uh, monday afternoon and i will have paid about 50 percent less than if i took it over to one of the car dealers or or whatever because i used a uh, recycled transmission had forty-two thousand miles on it but then i got a three-year warranty parts and labor and unlimited mileage over those three years. So I ain't worried about it now. If anything goes wrong, they're on the hook to fix it. Their number is 982-7451. I know if RD's listening, he's going to like that. I just said they're not. They're on the hook to fix it. Uh, 982-7451. That is Sonny's Auto Salvage. Your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Save yourself some money. You don't need to buy new. And who wants to buy new when you got thirty or 300,000 miles on your car? I ain't going to buy something new. My car would probably reject something new, being with 300,000 miles on it. All right, with that said, this is Dr. Amy Beard is here. She always brings a lot of great information with her. And let's talk about the word organic. You hear it yes, all the time do. now in commercials. You see it at the stores. This is organic. The only way I believe something's organic is like uh, if you, I don't think Kroger even does, does it anymore. They used to have a big crusher thing, and I used to buy my peanut butter that way. I'd go over, pour the peanuts mm-hmm. in, and then have it crushed down and make it into peanut butter. They don't have that anymore. Now, I think that's organic. However, were the peanuts grown organically? That's a good question. I had no idea. 
what you were buying was just whole peanuts and making peanut butter yourself, basically. Yeah. I mean, is, isn't, isn't that better than buying, you know, Skippy? The, no, the, not necessarily. Those peanuts, if they're GMO peanuts or what they're from. Were, were they, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't with have, Roundup, you know. I didn't, I didn't pour the extra half a cup of sugar in it. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want Paul. Paul, Paul, yeah, so Paul, I, I, Paul. I've been organic farmer, so yes. this is a good one. Okay. This is a good so one for I've, Paul. I've, I've raised... Uh, I had a greenhouse that was organic. I also had an organic goat, sheep, and cattle herd. Okay, so what does that mean? It's, it is a starting point. It is a government label. And uh, when I first got my goat Which herd. makes me question. Yes. Yeah, well, makes me, when I first makes got you nervous, my, right? I had 250 nannies. So I was, I was selling about 400 to 450 um, goats a year. And when I first started transitioning the herd, every seminar I went to was – what you could do and still stay compliant. If you deworm your goat off your property, you're still compliant. You can do this and still be compliant. As opposed to how to improve the product, it had nothing to do with that. It was really how about, to skirt the law. Yeah, basically how to stay compliant. <laughs> but it is, a good sta- it. it is a good starting point. So I'm not saying organic is bad, but they keep on changing. They keep on changing the, the mark. It's now, a moving target. Now you can. They're talking about having organic hydroponic. To me, organic is is a starting point, but you still need to know the farmer. Organic. It I, means no. It's chemical free, and it's supposed to be GMO free, chemical free, herbicide free. But it's no longer specific. It's supposed to be that the fertilizers going in have to be natural, organic. But it's it, it's gray on how that's administered. So it's a good starting point to me. The best way of explaining organic is, is functional medicine. Functional medicine keeps on going further and further upstream to find the root cause. When you look at really what makes good organic is going further and further upstream is how that plant is getting its nutrients okay. and, and what it's feeding on. So we used to – I had a, a, a belonged to a grass grazing group, and they would say, I'm not a cattle farmer. I'm a grass farmer. Well, then one smart ass said, I'm a, I'm a soil farmer because really you're feeding the soil that feeds the grass that feeds the cow. Okay. And you can even take it further. You know, what are you feeding that soil? So organic, good organic is a very bioactive – soil that is providing all those great information that amy was talking about to the plant and then the plant gives it it's, to us yes uptaking so th- all that and then the, we eat it that's the information loop and if you're not growing the soil you can still be organic and that's what they're talking about doing hydroponic well, what are they doing they're going to have pasteurized natural fertilizers they're putting in the water and the plants uptaking it but that's the equivalent of drinking pasteurized milk they're basically giving, putting vitamins Yes, it's, in the water. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's equivalent of pasteurized milk and some vitamins as opposed to um, organic yogurt. Something that you could never reproduce, really. The yogurt's growing and it's active. You want your soil growing and active. And, what, and the reason our nutrients from our plants are so bad now with commercial farming, the soil's dead. It has nitrogen, phosphorus, and, and potassium, which is enough to make a plant grow, but the soil's not bioactive. And Yogurt versus milk is a great example. And not all yogurts are the same. Some yogurts have a little bit of lactobacilli, but you want the one that has the bifida and is the more complex the strains. All these bacteria strains. And you go back to the old old world where they really have these bioactive yogurts, then it's really providing good nutrients. Well, that's the soil. It's not just bacteria. It's fungi. It's the earthworms. The earthworms are doing this. It's churning that. It's making this really amazingly complex soil and that's what provides that information that amy was talking about that information that goes into the plants that goes into our bodies that goes into our cells that powers our mitochondria so so so, or i always encourage my patients to buy organic when possible because you don't want to be consuming chemicals 
There okay, are, but how can you be sure? Yeah, well, it's, a again. it's a starting point. I mean, that's the best that we can. Otherwise, you're buying locally from a farmer that you know that who knows, you know, who you know is not using chemicals. You got to trust the farmer. You have to trust your farmer. You got to know your farmer. Exactly. Well, that's, that's, for instance, I buy from Holland Bottom Farm. Right. And you guys know I talk about them mm-hmm. all the time. They don't spray their um, or drop chemicals on the ground on their fields. All right, I, they do some natural things to that's fantastic. protect against pests and things of that nature. So I figure that that's much better to be feeding myself and my family than going just to the big box store and picking stuff Absolutely. up. Right, because there's so many ways to game the system. So if you could have, if you're bringing a hundred thousand pounds of berries to the market, they're only going to test a few of them. How hard would it be to have the test group? Very prominently displayed and easy to get to. But if you know the farmer. Yes. So organic's great. It's a starting point. Start there. All right. So it's the same and way. you go to know the farmer. Okay. So, Paul, you go to – I mean, we're lucky here in Arkansas. There's a lot of people out there that own farms mm-hmm. that have their roadside stands and all of that. And you can go during the summertime. They're you can, everywhere. You can buy stuff yeah. everywhere. All right. And get what you want to eat. Is the key to get to know a farmer and know what they're doing on the farm specifically? If, if knowing the farmer or knowing a cooperative and they vet the farmers yes. for you. That's a great place to start, so too. We have the, the um, grassroots cooperative here. They're out of Clinton, Arkansas. And they have a number of farmers that supply to them. So that's a way of vetting multiple farmers that provide one supplier. Because it's hard to go just buy strawberries from them and peanuts from them you'll, you'll spend all your day supplying getting your foods and this right. is why a lot of this is why most restaurants don't like buying directly from the farmers they're busy so they want someone to bring all that product together for them and that's where these cooperatives really play a good role and so that's a good way of, of vetting a lot of farmers at once and um these smaller ones have a they're, they're, they have a lot more at stake they're less likely to cheat the system so okay um like i said when i took when i brought my herd to organic there are so many ways there's no way they're checking so there is a, there is sampling, there is oversight, but it's still a government regulation administered by bureaucrats. So it's a starting point. Get to know your farmers, uh, buy, buy in season. Because if it's coming from overseas and it's organic, it yeah. could be, but I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's like buying from China. Yeah, it's a starting point. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, I understand. All right, so Amy, since we're talking mm-hmm. about this subject and as people are listening, they know that it's, it's it's complex. It's not a it's not a simple thing. But you got to start somewhere, and starting simple is the easiest way to, to start. <laughs> right. I mean, if you at least you've started, you're doing something positive, moving yourself in the right direction. Uh, what's a book that people can buy after they read it? They'll know a lot more than they knew before they read it, and it's stuff that will help them. I think Dr. Mark Hyman did a very good job in his book called Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? I think he did a really good job of breaking down and answering that question because you go on the Internet and there's so much conflicting information out there. Yeah, you there know? is. And that's why Paul and I have our cooking show, Eat Like Us, to you know to be a vetted source of information in a world of so much you know, disinformation, misinformation, and, and, and people talking about this who, quite frankly, don't know squat. 
they might mean well, but they're really putting out a lot of bad information. But that book is is one that I really like. Mark Hyman has a lot of good books that I like, though. Okay, so the bottom line is you can read this book and get the basic overview of what you should be doing yeah. and it, how you're going to have to change your life. So. Yes, and, and, and he does a really good job of, of showing, of telling you why you need to eat like this. And you're going to hear some things that might, are going to be contradictory to a lot of things that are being that have been pushed in conventional medicine, like you know, low fat, fat is bad. You know, that is that is so far from the truth. You know, um, and so it's the quality of the food that matters. Everybody wants to get hung up on calories, you know, or, or do I do low carb or high protein or this diet or that diet? You know, there is no perfect diet. There is no. It, it, it all comes down to you, your specific needs, your specific activities, your exposures. You know, <coughs> do you have food intolerances that you're not aware of? You know, it helps you understand what, how that plays a role in your health. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things to to consider. I, I, I always when people they're always coming up to me and asking me, what should I eat? Well, I don't know you. I mean, but there's some general recommendations that I can make, you know, eat real whole food, organic, nutrient dense in season, stay away from processed foods and your fast foods and your colas and things like that. Not that you can't have those foods occasionally. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. Okay. You, we're going to, there's going to be times in our lives, parties and festivities where it's, you know, going to have, have a piece of chocolate cake, you know, just let's, not all the time. Just, Let's face this. We're moving into a season in our country now where you're not going to eat good a lot of different times. This has never been a problem with me. This season has never been a challenge for me because when I eat that stuff, I feel so bad. The next day, it's just like, this, that wasn't even worth it. Feel slow. I feel slow. I don't feel good. I get headaches. I just feel sluggish. My GI tract goes to, you know, just goes crazy. And, and it's just not goes worth to it crap. to me. That's what you're I almost saying. said That's that. okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of good foods still in season. Yeah. Your, your winter squashes, your, your sweet potatoes. There's so many things. And then don't be scared of the frozen items. Those are the ones that were flash frozen this summer when they were in peak. And now they've been suspended animation frozen yeah. they're good you can still eat healthy during this time of the year it doesn't have to be all covered in cream cheese i mean everything is a cream cheese <laughs> no, wait log. A second. no i'm just kidding but not, not, all, not all carbs are equal you know, no that's not really okay so what's the worst carb you can eat it's white bread okay it's a it's some, has nothing in it does with it really crappy flour full of glyphosate and just turns straight to sugar put, put a piece of white bread or, or a cracker in your mouth and just hold it there Within, t- a, within a few seconds, you'll taste sweetness. Oh, yeah. That's, well, how, that's that, how quickly it's being broken down. Yeah, because it, you actually have the enzymes in your saliva, in your mouth, that start breaking down carbs right then and there. And it turns it into, you know, glucose, basically. So a, a lot of these uh, paleo diets morph into a low-carb diet, and that's horrible for your gut biome. Simple carbs are good to be avoided, there are, but you need complex carbs. The, we're, and we're talking like oats and barley and things like that. Quinoa. Acorn, acorn squash. A, a lot potatoes. of your vegetables have carbs in them. They just don't have all, you know, the ones like bread that causes your sugar to spike real fast when you eat it, you know? Well, you brought up one of my favorite things, that's sweet potatoes. I mean, I can do a sweet potato for supper, just throw, you know, have it thrown into the oven, have it baked and get home and chow down. You put some grass-fed butter on that. 
and you'll have good satiety because that fat will help make you feel full longer. Yeah, and, and that's and, an excellent meal. And when okay. you're eating, and grass, when you're eat, okay, yeah. no wait a second. He said grass-fed brother of butter. butter. Where do I find? How do I know? It's, there's a good brand oh, that, that you buy. You know, there's, 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 the there's a bunch brand? of them in the market now in Kroger. Kerrygold is one. It's an Irish. But, yeah, there's Irish butters, but they've. This has now become popular. People recognize that the cow eats grass. Well, yeah, it makes and, sense. And, and when you feed them corn, it produces a very different butter than the grass-fed. You're not. And the, the corn is usually GMO corn, right? So you're getting the the pesticides that's being uptake the, into the milk and into the butter. Your lauric acid, which is one of your great short-chain fatty acids, is in grass-fed butter. It's also in coconut. So it's one of the hardest ones to get, and it's so good for your gut. Grass-fed butter is excellent fat. Yeah, because I don't eat margarine anymore. No. I quit eating margarine good years grief. ago. I, yeah. I remember being a dietitian and us telling, you know, we had to tell our heart patients, you know, stay away from butter, eat margarine. And I think of all the times that I've ha- told patients that. And that's why I'm no longer a registered dietitian because I've realized the fallacies of what they you were You mean you don't pushing. tell your patients to eat promise? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, think, I, I promise I do not tell them to eat promise. Do I, that, I need to get another break in? Uh, I do. Okay. I got to get a break in. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no problem. break in on you. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish it up. See, I need to get you on more often. Okay. Because you share all these great, discreet information. People pick well, this stuff up. as We'll, they we'll talk about how to organize your plate. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about yeah. that. All right. That's coming up next when we come back. All right. Back. I'm going to let uh, them talk because they still have a lot of stuff to talk, talk to you about. Go. Okay. So uh, what should your plate look like? Well, um, here in the South, it always seems to be about the meat, right? The meat is the center of attention. And two sides. And two sides. Meat and two sides, right? So, you know, I would say that needs to change. Our meat needs to take more of a side role. Um, Dr. Mark Hyman actually uh, coined a term, condom meat. Your, your, your meat needs to be more of a side item. Okay, like ketchup or something. Like yeah, that. just okay. as we only need, gotcha. we're eating way too much of this stuff. I am not anti meat. I'm not a vegetarian or vegan or anything. I love meat, but, you know, we're eating way too much of it. So small amounts, you know, two to three ounces. And then your plate needs to be lot, mostly lots of vegetables, it needs to be colorful. Greens, yellow, reds. The more colorful your plate is with vegetables, the better chances are of you um, consuming all those wonderful nutrients that are going to do so many things good for your body. Yeah. You, you start with your colorful plate, and then you add the carbs based on your activity level and the protein level. You need The protein has to be there every time, but you add but again, more, more protein if you're working out and the base amount if you're not. And then the carbs are based on your activity. If you're not very active, your vegetables are going to give you enough carbs. If right. you're active, you might need some. If you're going to go work out, then some, you know, some then some rice is a good thing. So it's just about activity level, and that's what we try to teach with our, our cooking show, Eat Like Us, which is on our Facebook. Is we can't tell you exactly what to do because we don't know you. So you need to think. I need. We need to empower you with the tools. But there's of, general principles that you yeah. need to follow. Yeah, and then you think about your activity level that day and what you're willing to do because a lot of it comes down to. If you're so busy, we can give you all the great advice in the world, but if you're not prepared, you're still going to make bad decisions when you get home. Okay. So, and then you told me to make a snack. So, yeah. And I did. I made hummus for you. But you it's see all these, good, you by see, the way. You see and I'm these, not a hummus kind of guy. You see all these commercials about the – I hate to pick on one, but it sounds like Humbra. Um, <laughs> but they're, 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 it's, it's a health food. Well, they're starting with chickpeas, but they're adding bad canola oil. And so they're taking – Soybean oil in there. So – 
I, we were rushed. We went we went for a hike, and then we oh, we got to go to Dave's show. And I had five minutes. I made hummus in five minutes. It's just chickpeas. You put this in a colander. You drain it. It's tahini or sesame seeds is what tahini is. All it is is a, a nut butter made from sesame sesame seeds. And then a little cumin for flavor, a little salt for saltiness, half of a lemon squeeze, and some olive oil. Mix it together mm-hmm. in a blender. Put it in a blender. Boom. And people get so hung up. Like, I can't make hummus. It's like it is the simplest thing, and it's supposed to be made fresh. Your Middle Eastern people make it every day. It's, it's, it's the, it's, it takes so little time to make it. So Great snack. Follow us on Facebook to, to learn about how to cook. We do okay, a little what's bit the each address? Facebook.com slash? Well, Amy Beard MD. Okay. On Facebook, on yeah. On Facebook and amybeardmd.com. We always have our menus and stuff. When do you do your cooking shows? Do you have a specific time? A little bit each week. So there's we have we smatterings during the week, and you just look at them when you, if you want to learn about how the to videos hummus. will be there. Yeah, if you want to learn about hummus? Look, click on the hummus video. We teach little things each week. We Dr. were doing we were, Amy Beard. We were yes. doing our videos, and no one was watching them. So we're <laughs> go, it down. Okay, Doctor Amy Beard, go there, check it out, and know how to feed yourself healthy. I'm done for today and this week. Don't forget, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him an hour to find out what he has to say to you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.